Public Radio's LossesTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to Starting Block for another week. I've got myself Greeno and I'm joined by a man who's also refusing to leave the premises of his former employment, my co-captain Damo. How are you, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you, blockheads, millions around the world, dipshits out there. How, how's everyone going? I hope you're having a good time. Welcome also to the show, Greeno, a very special guest. Well, is he very special at this time? He's not really special. He's been around for most of it, so... Pretty much he's, all of it. Pretty much all the show since yeah. probably year one and a half, perhaps. Yeah, so it's not special after that long, you know. It's well, special because now regular. the appearances are more sporadic. Yeah. So it, it becomes a special occasion when this man joins the show. Yeah, but he's uh, been around for a long time, though. It's like it's like inviting Glenn Robbins or you know onto your show, onto your panel show. You know, it's like well, we've all seen. We've all seen Glenn on a panel show before. You know, you know the same panelists do the same. Anyway, welcome, Brad. Nice, Gary. Welcome Thank to the you. Show. Thank <laughs> you. Good to hear me again. Yeah. Thanks for having you. Yeah. Eddie defines special, though. In what context? Could well, be special. Well, special <laughs> at things, are you? Are you special at anything? Are you good at anything? My mum calls me a special. Mum calls me special. That's nice. <laughs> nice special, special in the fact that you break up the monotony of the bullshit that is this show. Mm. So you might actually. Or, or, or just contribute to it, yeah. Either, either. But I, th- I feel yeah. like you might actually bring something worth listening to uh, this week, Brad, that we normally don't provide. Okay. Um, now, uh, I just want I need to give a, a bit of hot goss off the press, oh, if we can. Yes, okay. yeah. Not hot goss. This one. Hot goss. Oh, hot goss. So, uh, uh, basically, the the titles of this show, I put zero effort into, right? It's mm. basically what's something that randomly pops into my head on a Thursday whenever I send through the rundown, yep. no effort whatsoever. Just fucking whack a name on it. Who cares? Like, yep. no one's fucking listening. No one's looking at it. It doesn't matter. Mm. Um, whack it up there. But this week, I thought we'll play back on a joke we did at the start of, of like, the this particular, this year, mm. where, where a lot of celebrities were dying. It's true. And, it's a very funny joke I, that we pulled on everyone, all the dead it celebrities. Like, you know, it was just a farewell. gag, just a prank, everyone. They're on an island yeah, somewhere. That's watching. it. Farewell, Bob, yeah. farewell yeah. Bob Seger when it was Bob Seger that died that's and right. blah, blah, blah. Fucking running joke there. So this week I saw like tw- Twitter rundown just mm. fucking was like, oh, Ray Rabbits Warren had said, you know, oh, I'm done. ending my commentary career. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the microphone down and the cans down. Wrapping up. But, but when I was reading all the tweets, it sounded like the dude fucking died. Mm. So I thought, look, you know, bit of a play on that. We'll just do R.I.P. Raps Warren. Fucking, let's move on. Oh, so he's not dead. Is what you're saying? He's not dead. No. Oh. But here's the thing. Yeah. Within like seconds of you posting the show up there, mm. I'm getting tweets going, "Fuck, man, you scared me. I thought he died." Nice, Gary. Uh. So then I had to explain <laughs> that no, no, it's a fucking joke because I saw this. Yeah. People were out there googling. Is, Whether is Ray Warren died. dead? Yeah, yeah like oh, baseball yeah. mates. Mates of mine, baseball were like, fuck, man, I had to Google it to make sure you weren't dead. I'm like, no, nah, he's fine. Oh. Just me being a dick with the title. Uh, so, so look at that. You. Now you're guilty of Green O of spreading fake news. Does that count as ratio? If I I get tweets for the show and listeners to the show because I'm I'm quoting that Rabs may be dead, like is this the Jeff Goldblum thing? Well, I think it's misinformation though. So for your own promotion, so you should probably be arrested for something like that. I think suspended from Twitter for sure. Oh, minimum suspended for life from Twitter. But then you know, further punitive, uh, punitive damages. Should probably be considered as well, Greeno, just to prevent yeah. people, you know, you rap scallions from out there having fun on the internet. 
Double okay. down. Now that that's a fucking very good uh, segue there, sir. Unintentionally, yeah. that brings me to the muted word of the week. Oh, nice. Okay, what do you got for us? So this week's Greeno muted word of the week mm. is anything that has the word "dep," "heard," <laughs> or "trial." Yeah. Any of those three, or a combination of, yep. had to be muted. Ah, oh, right. So you know, like, so you yeah. would be missing out on the Formula One. You know, if they were running a Formula One trial, for example, you would miss that. Yeah. I'm going to miss that. (laughs) You're setting a uh, wide net, aren't you? You could also potentially be missing out on the NRL court dates if an NRL player went to trial. We could have that, 100%. Uh, If there was like a real big like herding of cattle, perhaps, that might have been in my timeline (laughs) for some reason, I'm willing to make that sacrifice to not know that news of like, hey, man, this cattle is going from here to here Hmm. on this particular day. I'm willing to sacrifice for the muse so I don't have to hear any more about the depth Trial. Well, I was just now, trying to think of what you would miss out on with Depp, but you really don't miss out on anything with Depp. Like, you can miss out on a cattle herd and you can miss out on an NRL trial, but you're not really, you know, is there, a, is there such a thing as a Depp? Because that's all well, you'd be missing. Not so much. There probably hmm. is another Pirates of the Caribbean 9 or something that I might miss out on, on some points That's about serious, that. man. I really liked the first one and I kind of liked the amazing. second one and then I didn't yeah. really like the third one at all. And then I watched about 15 or 20 minutes of the fourth one and I said, oh, that's enough. Thank you very much. Mm. Yeah, they just got progressively worse and worse and worse and worse. Like It doesn't often happen that way, does it? You know, that the, they get worse and worse. Usually the that's second one's the not way. as good. No, it's not. <laughs> You know, like the Rocky. Well, which which Rocky is the best screener? Ah, uh, probably Rocky Three. Okay, which Terminator is the best? Terminator Two. Which Back to the Future is the best? One. No, I'd say two. Back to the Future Part Two. No, no way, man. Two. Okay, Be deciding vote. Best Back two. to the Future. Nah, it's got to be two, mate. Two, uh, which which of the one. old Star Wars <laughs> movies is the best one, Greeno? Never seen it. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, oh. which is the second one. <laughs> So you Lost know, track after the fucking prequel of the prequel and the sequel of the prequel of that. That's right. When, when, which, when you uh, think about which it, Porky's, which Porky's is the best? Oh, Porky's. Porky's three. Porky's three. <laughs> which oh, Mighty Ducks is the best, Greeno? Oh no! Well, that's Dude. fucking. That's that's a very open question. Well, no, I don't know, Be. That, no, that that's that's a good question. Which is we need to put it. Where's Stefan? Fuck, where's Stefan when we need a poll? We need a poll. Which Mighty Ducks? Poll this week. Is the best now. Number one is the original. You know, you got you got the 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 original, the the beauty of the, the origin original. story. Yeah, the origin story, blah blah blah. But number two has the Bash Brothers. Mm. Yep, and and, and the, the Knuckle Park as well, Karina. And the Knuckle Park. How do I forget about Russ <laughs> the Knuckle Park? So you got the Knuckle Park, and then you got the Iceland chick, yeah. and you know the, uh, yep. Julie, the cat Gaffney. How do we forget the cat? <laughs> right, maybe you're right there. Maybe two. You just talked yourself into it, mate. It's got to be two. I think it's two. There you go. Nice, Gary. Nice, so. and, and also the advantage of number two, uh, no Jussie Smollett. Was Jussie Ooh. Smollett in the Mighty Ducks, was he? Yeah, in the original. He was one of the, the two brothers. Oh, was he the one that was like... Um, Jesse and Terry. Uh, and then they fucked Terry off. Jussie got, got the boot nice, for number two. But, uh, Jesse stuck around for, for, for Mighty Ducks too. So got Terry, Terry got cut. Terry got cut from the team basically to make room yeah. for you know the knuckle, puck. The knuckle puck kid. Which that's <laughs> a bit. It's got to be a bitter pill to swallow, you know. Is that the guy that's throwing all the trash talk about the cake eater? Yeah, that's right. Cake yeah, eater. that's the one. <laughs> that's the biggest yeah. insult in the world. Cake eater. Cake eater. Cake eater. Uh, not enough cake eater talk these days. We need to bring it back. Yeah. Also, from all early indications, uh, the next Top Gun is supposed to be 
by far better than the first. Oh, man, I don't know. I usually avoid the. I usually avoid like the remakes at all costs. I didn't see the coming to America one. No, I don't watch the old. No, I don't watch a reboot either. You know, so I didn't see the new coming to America. I just avoid them. And everyone's been pulling their fucking dick over this Top Gun. And I'm like, eh, I just want to leave it as the shit that it was in the 80s. You know, I'm happy for it to be there. It's, it's one there. of those ones, though, where it feels like I, it's it's a kind of movie. I want to watch a movie in the cinemas mm. in, like, forever. But it seems like the kind of movie I want to see in the cinema. Okay. Because of, it cause of the jet not, engines. And, just because yeah, it seems like something I need to watch, you know, like the CGI on Tom Cruise's face. I need to see that on the big screen. Rock and like, roll just music. To, yeah, hundred percent. There's definitely got to be some danger zone in there. Bit of ACDC, I reckon. Greeno blasting through the cinema during the movie. You reckon? Yeah, definitely some Kenny Loggins. Definitely Kenny some ACDC. Yeah. Uh, it's good. A bit start. of Van Halen. Greeno makes an appearance. I wonder. You reckon? Yeah, if Could it's set it. in like the late eighties, then definitely well, so Van Halen. Like, no, it's the current day. Oh, is it? Well, then it's going to yeah. be shit music. Then, unfortunately, I, I still think going to bring it back. There's going to be some Loggins. I guarantee it. Let's yeah. look up the soundtrack. <laughs> Of okay. Top Gun 2. All right. Maverick. Maverick soundtrack. Let's have a look. I think you're going to be disappointed. I don't think it's going to be old stuff. I reckon there's going to be some logins. I'll, I'll fucking I'll put a, a Buck 05 on it. Buck 05. Okay. Buck 05. What have we got here? Uh, we've got uh, Maverick songs. Here we go. One soundtrack. Hmm. Tracy Lawrence. Clint Danger Zone's in there. In there. There we go. Fucking Danger Zone. Track well number two. Nice, Gary. Great Balls of Fire's in there, track number four. Bang. There we go. Nice Kenny Loggins re-recorded Danger Zone for Top Gun Maverick. Oh, no, it doesn't count. Then it's a new song. No, no, Sorry. No, no, no. no, no, no. Sorry. Wait, no, no, no. Let, me, let me finish the headline. No, I can't. Sorry. Because uh, I'm arguing against the remake, and you're saying, yeah, he remade the song for the remake. I'm like, no, this is the whole point. This is the problem. No, no, no. It <laughs> doesn't count, my friend. It's a new song. It's not a new song. Kenny Loggins re-recorded Danger Zone for Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Why the sequel passed on it? Oh, so it's not so, on the soundtrack. It's not on the soundtrack. So, no, Kenny said, look, hey, I've, I've, I've done a <laughs> he new He dropped version. off a demo at the, at the production house. <laughs> <And they're> like, <laughs> well, mate, hey, remember well, me, guys? That was huge. We'll use the old one. It's fine. We've still got the CD. It's okay. We've still Don't got – Kenny, one. we've still got the rights to the old one. We're not going to give you any money for this CD that you're handing us. 100%. So <laughs> Kenny rocked up with a new CD in hand. You want to drop off his demo? And you're like, no, no, we're, we're okay, he took, Kenny. We're he the took the one. bus there, Greedo. <laughs> You can't afford a bus. You know, travel passes in the he hitchhiked, US, yeah. He hitchhiked for sure. <laughs> uh, nice one. Yeah, no, worth checking out. You haven't seen it yet, for you? No, I haven't. No, not yet. I've just also noticed that Lady Gaga made the cut on the track. Oh, no. Come no. on. Yep. Boy. Oh, no, I did see that because my wife showed me the song. And she's like, isn't this amazing? This is an, an inspirational song. I'm like, what movie is it from? She's like, it's in the new Top Gun. And I'm like, so then I, I made her sit there and watch the entire Danger Zone film. <laughs> <laughs> just to go, no, this is inspirational, not that fucking Lady Gaga crying shit. And she's like, can we turn it off now? I'm like, no, you're going to watch every fucking second of the song. And if you interrupt, I'm going back to the start. Nice, Gary. Because you've got to have standards, Greeno, don't you? Yes. Uh, no, you got to. When she's talking about like, this is part of Top Gun, I'm like, this is not good. This fucking soppy shit, that cannot be in Top Gun. No. There's one soppy song allowed in Top Gun, yep. or the sequel, and that's when he's about to get 
dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and that, yeah, if he's about you to get lost in, that and feel. You can play the Gaga song. Any other scenario, unavailable. That's it's right. got to be fucking arm tempo. It's got to be 80s. It's going to be banging. That's uh, the only thing And 80s power ballads, Greeno. Exactly. Spot on. I mean, a bit of Bonnie Tyler, perhaps. Bonnie Tyler. Now, uh, <laughs> B.E., you weren't... You I'm weren't old, I need a hero! Now, B.E., we've talked about the rankings before. You're a big fan of the rankings when it comes to where we sit as part of the block family. It's mm. very important to you whether we, we rate well. Hang on, I thought he was a special way. guest. Do you ever refer to anyone in your family as a special guest, Karina? <laughs> Welcome to dinner. We've got a special guest tonight. It's mum. Well, it's like <laughs> the cousin who only rocks up once Welcome a year. Welcome to the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to the table, everyone. <laughs> it's, it's like the, the cousin that lives overseas and rocks back up every couple of years. Right. And even though you're like, we're a bit iffy about him, mm. you're like, well, we're, fucking, we, haven't, we haven't seen this cousin in a while. Fucking let's bring him back yeah. over. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> Good to have our iffy cousin BE on the show. <laughs> when did our iffy cousin develop a Russian accent? That doesn't seem normal and he's supposed to be 14 and he's got a beard what's going on i don't understand yeah. um it's okay it's okay i'm cousin you'll lift me I will you'll lift you. me come pick me pick me airport i need i need lift uh, so so you'd be very impressed we talked about last week how uh the blockheads are big fans of baseball right mm. based on one youtube comment one comment and, from one from one commenter <laughs> But thankfully, last week that 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 baseball chat has snowballed yes. into four comments. So we've got one comment about the baseball, which is great. Going fucking love them, part of the show, love the baseball. And then it turns out because we're big in Vietnam and Sweden, be let's not Huge. forget that. Huge. We're also we're also big in whatever country these comments come from, Damon. Yeah, I'm just trying to bring them up, Greeno, because the link that you sent me goes to a different picture. So I'm just. Oh, that's no good. It. Let's go. To, let's go to our YouTube comments from from last week's episode. Okay. Uh, but it's just nice to see people commenting. Yeah. It adds adds to the overall numbers. It's surely it's got it's to help with the important. overall rankings. Yeah. It's very important. It's good to see people engaging. I don't know whether the the comments from what is potentially Mexican spam bots hmm. uh, actually sat there and clicked on the show, considering we only had six listens as always. Yep. But they went out of the out of their way to make sure they commented on on our particular show, okay. uh, which, which is very important. It's that good is to know. great filler, Greeno. Thank you so much for that. Nice, Gary. Nice, <laughs> and it's good to know that we're big in whatever country this language is. Yeah, I don't know. Is it Spanish? Okay. Me gusta mucho tu música. Yitos videos cotos, Greeno. Okay. Does it sound like somebody's pretending to do a Spanish? Well, there's a word, there's the word uno in there. So uno if I can either they're big into card, kids' card games or uh, they're Spanish right. or Mexican, perhaps. It could okay. be either. Yeah, wedged, and uh, there's then later on. I think this one has a Russian name, but it's also speaking Spanish. I think, or maybe you know Italian or something. I'm not sure. And then the last one, kind of, it could be. I think it's maybe this because there's medical lab technician qualification. I can see in it, but then it's also <laughs> mixed around Najanda under forty two Adobe Salami Greeno. No, okay, it's, but, good, it's good to have him listening to the show. Yeah, welcome Russian aboard. Welcome. Welcome aboard. Now, once again, that got me thinking back to the old days where we used to get DMs from random, like, sex people. Um, maybe we need to start catering our show 
Going to back to Russian Smart spam. Greeno. No, 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 no to the Gary. Russian spam bot audience. Oh, well, hang on. How do you, <laughs> how do you appeal to a spam bot? Don't you just have to do put some, put a video out and that's good enough? So we could just stop doing the show entirely and just upload 30-second videos of our logo. We would get these spam bots in. We'd probably triple our audience, Greeno. People are put off. Yeah, people are put off by a video from us that goes for longer than three minutes. You know, that's all of it. Uh, But I want to throw throw it to the team and say, look, what do you think? How can we kind of expand to the Russian spam bots to to make sure they feel included? Because we don't want to be, we don't want to be rude, we don't want to be biased, we don't want to be accused of bigotry when it comes to the Russian spam bots. We want to make sure we're all inclusive for the spam bots to bring them in. So we need to make sure we're putting some content in the show, Hmm. just a little, just sprinkle. To make sure that they feel like they're welcome. The spam bot family. Nothing. We got nothing. Spanish. Sorry, go again. That first um, comment that's highlighted there, that's definitely Spanish. That is Spanish. Okay, put that yeah, one in the book. It says, I really like your music and short videos. That's the first part before nice, thumbs up. Gary. Here we go. Look okay. Well done. I I just love that wedged in between these three other comments from three kind of mixed sort of other languages. In some cases, like the last one, uh, we've got our old baseball mate, Doctor Climate Abortion, who's yeah. logged in, <laughs> logged in with another comment, and he said, and I quote: "Finally, I've had an influence on the show. Unfortunately, it's going to alienate the other three listeners, but I'll take it. A W is a W. But there you go. The other three listeners are in the comments as well, so they're sticking around. So it's no, okay. Sticking around. It's a win. That's well, right. maybe Dr. Climate Abortion's brought in the other three the, the bots. to balance out the three yeah. that we've lost. That's right. So he brings, wherever he goes, he brings the three bots with him. So yeah. they're backing him up in different languages, maybe. Like, Correct. Hey, this Dr. Climate Abortion amigo, he's got a point, you know. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Medical qualification, I. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> lab technician, Green. <laughs> lab te- I'm a lab, lab technician. technician. I agree w. with Dr. Climate. <laughs> I agree with Dr. Climate Abortion <laughs> as a lab technician, Green. So fun story nice, time. Fucking two in the morning, oh. Saturday morning, is fucking ding, 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 ding and ding. I'm getting lab technician <laughs> notifications. <laughs> Doctor Climate Change Abortion at two in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, mate! Who the fuck is messaging me at two in the morning? La mucho la masito video cortes. Thumbs up. If you try to if you try to explain this stuff to Lady Greeno, Greeno, does, does she give you that kind of? Does she say, "God, I I don't know what you're doing," you know, like what the no, fuck are you even doing? Here's, here's the conversation that normally happens with Lady Greeno after a show. Yeah. Uh, I, I walk in. Uh, by the time we finish this stupid show, it's like it's way past bedtime. So she's already in bed. Uh, so I either get her like, "Why have you woken me up?" Or if she's still awake, hasn't gone to sleep yet, of, "Geez, you say a lot of fucks." Like, there's just a, there's a lot of fucks in your show. Too many All fucks. I heard was, yeah. was fuck, 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 fuck. And I'm like, yeah, it's a fair bit of fucks. Like, Aaron, I, and we talked about it on this show about four months ago, perhaps. We did a fuck show hmm. where we're trying to work out the appropriate level of fuck for appropriateness on, on the, the show. Correct. To keep the, the it lady was green science, happy. Green, eh? Dr. Yeah, climate abortion knows what I'm talking about with the science. Oh. Hundred percent. So uh, when you're trying to concentrate on what you're thinking of saying next, rather than rather than using um, which is bad radio, you throw a fuck in there. Same outcome. Right. Uh, not really. I've just got really poor language skills, and I'm very uneducated. <laughs> so no, between those two, I just, there, mate. Sorry. I just say fuck a lot. It's it's just how it works. It's the, it's the Westy thing. We're from the Western suburbs. It, it just happens. <laughs> fuck is a, a vowel and a noun. Uh, and a consonant, funnily enough, yeah. in the West. 
Yeah. Um, so it's just part of the everyday vernacular. It's people, eh. people don't understand. And like, you know, it's the kind of thing if you see, you know, if you're in Mount Druitt and an 85-year-old lady, you know, stumbles past you and says, get out of the way, you big fucking cunt, or something like that, you wouldn't be surprised, you know? No. No. You just accept it. Like, oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, love. <laughs> so that's how fucking common it is anyway. No! Uh, the the, the neighbours next door uh, throughout the, the course of today. Mm. Um, the things you hear when you work from home is interesting. So mm. I think the uh, one of the the daughter had a friend over, and and obviously this this friend is very easily amused, if you will, uh, because all I heard was fucking hell. You got a you got a fucking hidden shed at the back there, eh? And I'm like, I felt like I was back in the west instead of the south. Nice. It was it was off putting. Fucking there's a little, little fucking hidden shed. Are they uh, are they chrysanthemums? Are they chrysanthemums? Chrysanthemums. <laughs> I really did. It's, I'm like, I don't, what the fuck are they on about? Like, they're obviously fucking pretty high right now, but they're looking for hidden sheds and they're talking about chrysanthemums. Yeah. Fucking midday. Well, the chrysanthemum a is a, you know, is a beautiful flower, Greener. It's a beautiful flower, but mm. talking about the hidden shed and the chrysanthemums all in the one sentence was a bit off-putting. It's too much. Uh, I'm overhearing in the shed. Now, uh, let's get let's get back on track, shall we? We took enough chrysanthemums. Oh, I, I just, um, I, sorry to interrupt, I just, um, debunked that first comment. Oh, um, that first comment that was on the screen. Yeah, so I think you can take that with a grain of salt because in Spanish it translates to yeah. "I really like your music and short videos." A nineteen-year-old monster wants to share videos like yours to get the affection he doesn't have. No, so it's a dating, a dating comment, dating no. spam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. see, bots. we're popular in the dating world now too. Oh, Domination. Nice. There you go. So we're infiltrating, like, say, the well, I don't know what dating websites are these days. Mm. Still the, the the Tinder, yep. still the the grinder. Yeah, you'd be able to you'd be able to listen to the block on the way to your fucking glory hole that you <laughs> that you hooked up on Grinder, Greeno. Wouldn't that be a nice <laughs> night out? Yeah. Tuning into the block on the way, tuning into the block well, to get the juice on, in your cock. Let's go. If you're, if you're on the grinder, do you need a glory hole at that point? Because yeah. isn't, isn't the whole point of that is just like we're down to fuck. Like that's the whole point of a dating. I think correct? so. Yeah, more or less. I think that's uh, honest question because like all three of us have been married for a better part of a decade, mm. correct? Yeah. Um, how do you reckon you go on the dating apps? Oh. Let's just say, heaven forbid, yeah. the, all our wives left us tomorrow mm. and we're, we're going to get back out on the hunt. I don't know if I would. I don't think I would genuinely no, go on the let's, hunt. Let's pretend we're going to get back on the hunt, all of us, mm. like boys night. Mm. We're like, fuck, boys, we're, we're there, we're towy. Let's get amongst it. <laughs> How do you reckon you'd go on the dating apps? Not well. We'd we'd go yeah, terribly because no, well. we'd be we'd be forty year olds on a quote unquote boys night. You know, we're not getting any. It doesn't. The, the, we're not cougars, Greeno. It doesn't work nah, that way. True. <laughs> yeah, we'll no. Probably have better luck at the at the RSL on a Friday night. Yeah, that's, like, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's where I used to get my tang. Be back in the day. So Greeno used to hunt. Just RSL poon, Greeno. At the, at, the, at the local Raza, you get up, you do some karaoke on a Saturday. Yeah. You, you bust your moves. Mm. You, you find a Belt source a little bit yeah. out west, and the next thing you know, you got an Only STD. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice, Gary. As you do. That's the, that's the Raza. <laughs> Love the resale. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's get let's get to the serious stuff, boys. Uh, okay. Enough. Enough fucking around. Yeah, enough got, pre-show. Got, yeah, yeah, enough pre-show. We got Milo rankings. Fucking, we got uh, so much to get through. 
We've got plenty to get through. Now, uh, our good friend of the show, our other special guest, uh, Joy of Pessy. Can't all be special guests. <laughs> Everyone's a special guest. Anyone who comes on this show is definitely a special guest. Now, uh, Joy of Pessy sent this through mm. and, and found some fresh Milo. Look at this, Greeno. Now, this goes back. Now, is this spam Milo? Uh, going back to our, our YouTube comments, because this is looking very much language uh, incompatiato to, <laughs> <laughs> to what we saw in the YouTube comments. Is Pessy, is Pessy a spam bot? We haven't realized all this time. Oh, non comprehendus, Greeno. Non <laughs> So we got the Choco and Lecce, yep. which looks like a. Looks uh, like a, a little Oreo, Greeno. It looks like a little Oreo. It looks like a little Milo Oreo, which which looks delicious. Don't I reckon wrong. if that – how about this? If the biscuit in that – if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see, this is – Pessy has picked this out for us. It's a packet of Milo biscuits in Spanish, and obviously we don't have Milo biscuits here in this country, which is a fucking travesty, if, you, travesty. Don't, if you don't mind saying yeah. so. Fast, It's a fast. <laughs> so the, it's got these little biscuits. Now, I want you to picture – this is what I imagine these biscuits to be like – I reckon the cream is very similar to Oreo cream, but it's gonna be more yep. like it's gonna be more like a sandwich kind of more juicier kind of thing. And I reckon the biscuit, if it's anything like the biscuit part of a Maxi Bon Greeno, then it would be mm -hmm. just fucking perfect. It has to be soft oh, yeah, if it's a Milo yeah. cookie, you know? Nice, it's gotta be soft, soft and like you know, soft and doughy, you know. Definitely has that Milo flavor through the biscuit. Because otherwise right. it's just a cookie. Yeah. But if you can find a way to incorporate the Milo flavour into the biscuit element with the cream, of an, you know, of an Oreo ripoff, mm. fuck me, you've got some flavour country there. Sorry, but yeah, I cut you off there. No, that's to say that um, that Spanish in the bottom left-hand corner actually says "typical cookie sandwich filled with cream." Wow, nice oh, now, now I'm picking it on the money there, Damo. I think now we're talking like a, a maxi born kind mm, of situation yes. in biscuit form. Yeah. Like my uh, Spanish is on fire tonight, too. Oh, you're on fire. You are killing it. Entire, entire segment two in Spanish, B.E. Eh? I don't want you to say a, word, a lick of English. I don't want one word added. <laughs> we'll have to load up the theme from the three amigos for the next break. <laughs> uh, now, this is the other option here that's presented. Now, mm. I, I'm mm. kind of take your guess with this one. How's, you, how's your Spanish on this one, B.E.? Yeah. Right. And Nilos. And Nilos. <laughs> what is the convert? What is the translation for anilos, where there's a massive hole in the middle of the biscuit, like a biscuit donut? That's rings. Kind of situation. That's like a anilos ring. is um, anilos is Spanish for rings. Rings. Okay, Milo rings. Milo rings. Now these also look delicious, but because I can't really, I can't decipher those like I did these. I reckon I'm 99 percent sure I know what these are just by fucking looking at them. But these yeah. ones, I've got. Um, you know, uh, is that well? Is that chocolate there? Is what's in that in the middle there? Is that like a little it chocolate is, button? It is. Yep. It's a chocolate it's button. Chocolate cream. I think it's chocolate it's cream. cream it's chocolate cream in the middle. Yep. Oh, chocolate cream yeah. through through the middle, but then there's a big old hole like a butthole through the middle. An it's anus. the anilla name. Uh, now, out of the two, which which way are we going, boys? Um, are we going the, the anilos or are we going no. the Oreo? I'm definitely first going the, the sandwich. Yeah. I want the you're going sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, you're going sandwich. I'm going the yep. anilos. You're going the anilos. Why is that? Why would you go for the I'm anilos? The anilos. Ah, because I, I like the chocolate cream mm. out of the option. I feel like that's good, but but once it's again, it's more I of feel a punt like though. It's more of a risk. I reckon you don't pun. know what you're getting really. 
But at the same time, I feel like, can you go back? So 390 grams, go back to picture one, For 408. Get more in the biscuits. Now, now, now it comes down to a cost comparison. <laughs> because I'm, I'm looking at the hole. I'm like, well, hang on a sec. I can get it. I'm missing out on biscuit and they're charging me more. And they're charging me more. We've got 390 grams at the Contidiendo. 408 uh, grams. <laughs> and the 408 grams at the Contidiendo Nito. It could be fucking, I, I could be getting a little bit ripped off here. Yeah. Uh, this is why, before we go to our first break, we need another Stefan's poll. Hmm. Anilios or the. What's the other one? <laughs> Choco Liche. All right. All right. Put this down on your fucking notepad. Choco and Liche versus Amos, mate. <laughs> Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week so check it out. There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. And old cartoons We hope to see you over there very soon It's our special little spot Tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessie When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy Less than 3% sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Social media. Get back to work, get back to the office 40 hours a week, Elon tells us. Yeah, I saw that earlier today. Elon, I thought he was like the revolutionary guy of the future. And he's like, all right, everyone, whip them back into shape, eh? Get them back in there. Back in the office. Yeah. Fuck you. 40 hours a week. If you don't rock up, we'll assume you've resigned. Yeah. What a fucking cunt that guy is. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't mean to, uh, to, to divert from the rundown because I know we don't do this on the show. I uh, just saw this on, on Twitter, uh, a tweet from Dolly Parton. It's a picture of young Dolly. And it says, I love you as you are. 
Okay. And it's meant to be inspirational. It's got one uh, hundred and eleven thousand likes. <laughs> so, is it, wait. So is it Dolly? Is it Dolly posting a picture of herself? Of herself, and she saying, says, "I what? love you. I, I love, love you, you as you are." Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't okay. Dolly have some big fat fake titties? Uh, I don't think they're fake, are they? Surely they're, they're fake. I don't think that was ever questioned, was it? I don't. I don't know. deciding vote. Dolly. Dolly's boobies fake? Oh, Not fake. I don't know. I would assume so. They're quite they look fake to me. But she's been around so long. I think she was around before they did that kind of thing. You reckon? Yeah. Well, we're now, now going to look this up. Okay. Uh, I feel like I feel like it, well, if 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 uh, now I might have to, I might have to do a sorry book. If Dolly's movies are in fact uh, real, then fair enough. Comment stands all good. Makes sense. Now, if Dolly's got fake boobies, then she doesn't even love herself the way she is. Uh, Dolly Parton opened up about her breasts sharing that she spent $1 million to have them look the way they do. Uh, there we go. Gary. Dolly doesn't even love herself the way she is, A boys. million dollars. But that's 111,000 likes. Would you, Greeno, would you pay a million dollars for a set of tits? I, You know what? I'd, I'd struggle to slip a 20 into a G-string these days. It's like, eh, you know, like... <laughs> I'd rather, you know what? I'd rather buy a sandwich <laughs> if that's okay with you, you know? A million dollars. Uh, what's, the, what's the male equivalent? Like just like the perfect dong? Would you, would you spend a million bucks to fuck get no. a better dick? Nah, fuck no. Just learn to live like, with it. No, you just deal with the pin dick I've got. Like yeah. that's, that's fucking how life works. Yeah. You deal with it. You move on. Yep. And especially titties as well. Like, you know, boobs, boobs, boobs. Guys will love fucking pretty much any kind of boob. You That's don't true. need the, the big fat ones in the middle ones. There's there's going to be appreciation for for any kind of boob. I, yeah. mean, I feel Girls. like I'm still a Dennis Leary joke here. Mm. Bitch, little dick. I love all tits. I swear that's a Dennis Leary joke. Um, girls, girls, you know, girls, you don't have to worry about what men's preferred breast type is. His preferred <laughs> breast type is the breasts that are in front of his face at that second. <laughs> Those are his favorite the ones, tits. The ones that know. are available. That's uh, <laughs> Just are the, the, it's the ones that are there. It doesn't even, yeah. if, you know, the ones that are directly in front of him, that's his favorite. And if that should change, then that'll become his favorite, which I guess is kind of the problem, you know, because it's like anyone can just, well, those are my new favorites now, I've got to say, you know, just saw, why? Just saw him five seconds ago. You, know? you don't even know my name. Shut up. <laughs> Who? What? <laughs> now, boys, are quick on and chauvinists and sexists. Definitely, uh, quick uh, story time before I forget. Oh, I, story. I like stories about pinatas. And, uh, uh, I can't remember mentioning on last week's show or maybe off air, where uh, my son had something uh, which is a dirty fucking daycare disease mm-hmm. that he brought home, and we decided to lock him in a cage for the better part of a week <laughs> to try and make sure the rest of the house didn't catch fucking dirty daycare disease. You quarantined him, Greeno. You well, yeah, if you want to call it that, yeah. or lock him in a fucking cage, whatever. Yeah. Like, same, same, thing, same. same thing. Yeah. Same thing. So it locked him in a cage for a better part of a week, and we're like, finally, the wife, she comes out on Saturday morning last mm-hmm. week after a week of us dealing with the dirty, filthy daycare disease, yep. and she's like, he's all good, he's all cleared up, fucking happy days, he's out in the lounge room again, nice to see you, Welcome son. back to society, uh, you're out of prison, your first day back with out with a there. bit of Glen 20 to be safe, and then fucking happy days, we moved on. Hang him up by his ankles and hose him off, and then bring him in, and we're good to go. Spot on. So literally the minute the wife sends my son out of his bedroom, mm. out of his lock cage, mm. she's like, ooh, my daughter, uh, she seems to have caught the dirty daycare oh. disease. 
from the sun, even though he's been locked in his cage for the better part of a week. Jesus. Now we have to restart the process with again. With her, yeah. With her, so she's locked in her cage because uh, we've got separate cages for the kids for hygiene purposes. Of course. We're not savages here. Yeah, um, that's right. <laughs> and, I mean, she can almost stand up in it, so it's like pr- plenty of room Almost, there. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yeah. you gotta you got to work those different core muscles. Yeah. And, yeah. We, you know, we gave, her, we gave her a stick that she clangs against the side of the cage when she wants her water bowl refilled. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, she, she'll, she'll scream. That's fine. Yeah. I'm sure we can hear it if we're not ignoring her. Yeah. Um, well, we'll hear it. We'll hear it during the commercial break, Screeno, when we turn the volume down. You know, on the yeah. television. So, so Greener has to do what I do, and I do some some analysis because I'm like, well, hang on, how the fuck has this happened? Because we've locked the fucking son in the cage for a week. He's been away from the daughter. Quarantined. You've done all the right things, mate. But she's caught the dirty daycare disease. Yeah. Even though she doesn't go to daycare uh, from the sun, how did this happen? And I put it down to the fact of maybe there's been some cross contamination in the sink when it comes to the washing of the food. Because obviously, even though the son's in the cage, you've still got to feed him. That's well. And you can't just throw it into into his pit and go, you know, feed him. We I would just start serving, Greeno, why don't you just start serving him pita bread? Because that'll <laughs> slide under the door. You could just start flinging Lebanese bread underneath the in, door, Greeno, and then some dips. In retrospect, yeah. in retrospect, sir, I really should have. Just another pita bread and tortillas. Yeah. That's all we got. Now, the fluids uh, the fluids are going to be another problem because are you going to have no, to figure I, out. I squirted a spray bottle into his mouth to be safe. Through the keyhole. Through the keyhole, yeah. just a little bit. Right. And you can Put your mouth on the keyhole, son. Yeah. So you got to, you bring in the hose, Green. <laughs> you bring yeah. in the hose from the backyard, put his mouth up on the keyhole. All right, I yeah, turn it on slowly. Uh, we don't want his mouth on there because then you're going to have to deal with the dirty the germs, germs on the inside of the true. cage. Yeah. So just the dribbles, and you can you can seep it off the floor. Mm. We can blend 20 of that later. Yeah. So I, was, I put it down to the cutlery. I'm like, well, surely the only possible way because they haven't been in contact uh they've got it's got to be a cutlery or plate issue Mm. so i ducked on down i'm like here's the solution for week two to make sure this shit doesn't continue to circle uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go get some plastic cutlery disposables baby use once and toss it i'm gonna get get some cups i'm gonna get some pop tops and everyone's a winner we are not having anything that touches the dirty daycare disease yep. of my now daughter's like yep. body is going to touch any cutlery that will ever be touched again. Everyone's how about How about this, Greeno? You start getting for dinners or snacks, like just little fucking one-serving little jobbies that you heat up in a microwave or something, Greeno. It's yeah, like, you know yeah, what, no plates, idea. no bowls. It's like you can get some there. pretty decent stuff nowadays. It's not like the old days. You can get some half-decent uh, microwave right. foods or, you know, there's fresh ones now. They're not even frozen. They're, they're, kind, they're fresh and then vacuum packed. You can, you can grab them in our servos and stuff. And they're like mm-hmm. full, like roast beef meals and mashed potatoes. And they're, they're pretty good, you know? So you can, you can live off that for a week. If it keeps everyone separate, you'll get, you'll be right. Green. No one touches your beer. Nice Gary. Nice Gary. So duck on down to the, the, the supermarket. And go. I'm, I'm trying to find like where's the where's the plastic forks? Where's the plastic spoons? Where where's the plastic plates? Yep. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Ah, is it in the uh, state? No, it's on this aisle. It's on this aisle. Finally, find what seems to be the picnic aisle. Mm. It's a picnic aisle. Mm. Duck on down there. Duck on down. I'm like, where? No, not that. Not that. Not that. 
not a plastic fork or plastic fla- uh, plate in sight no longer exists. Mm. Everything is now biodegradable. That paper. Paper bullshit. Now, uh, everyone's sitting there going, 100% BE, you're on the money. You can't buy a plastic plate, you can't buy a plastic fork, plastic spoon. Now, here's the, here's the story inside a story. Oh, because nice. I like stories fun, about pinatas. I, I did preempt this a little bit, and I ducked into my party box that has a shit ton of plastic cutlery that we had from parties gone by, and I was just, like, using that and throwing it away. So I come home with all this bullshit paper stuff for my daughter, and I tell the wife, I'm like, we have pissed away what is vintage quality takeaway uh, cutlery, (laughs) something that now is is an extinct item. We have thrown away 12 forks of plastic forks this week. That would probably I could sell them on eBay for like a quarter of a million. This shit is going to be bigger than Bitcoin plastic cutlery yeah. in the future, and I feel like I just pissed it away in the first week. So that's part of the story. next. Bat the second part is the I like stories about pinatas. We've got we've got the plastic. We've got the we're avoiding that. We're now going to deal with paper, paper forks, paper plates, paper bowls. The first three meals that were on my menu for this week were soups and stews. So try and serve a soup and a stew to a poor little six-year-old. In a paper bowl. In a paper bowl. Now, heat retention in a paper bowl. It's not good. You've got, you got a double cup, Greeno. You've got a fucking quadruple cup. So now I'm mm. using four times the amount of, of bowl I would normally <laughs> use for plastic. <laughs> and then my poor daughter is still getting third-degree burns. So yeah. now, you know, now we're, we're talking like... Uh, uh, repairing of the hands and the bowls, it's, it's it's no good. I think the cardboard bowl, Greeno, is strictly for salad uses only. Like, let's be honest here. If you're going to have something hot, I want to see it in a plastic cup. There's no plastic, plastic container, anymore. That's Greeno. my point. It's fucking ridiculous. You can't, oh, you can't buy the, like, the Chinese shop style hard plastic containers anymore. Now illegal, sir. Oh, <laughs> man. Now illegal. Uh, so we, we've suffered throughout the course of this week. She's had to deal with the burns and whatnot in her hands. Mm. Um, but it also got me thinking. So this is for the environment, correct? This Supposedly. is about we've got to get rid of the plastic. Mm. How many trees are now getting cut down to create these paper bowls, paper plates? I guarantee you there's now 20 times the amount of trees getting cut down to save the environment by not having the plastic plates and bowls. I'm not sure. I think it's recycled, most of it. Yeah, but you're ruining the jokes. <laughs> nice, Gary! That's my story time. I, I'm not interested in plastic cutlery and stuff. I'm going to end up looking... I'm Look, I'm going to be like a fucking crazy person because I'm going to be the person who walks into the restaurant with my own knife and fork at some point. It's like, no, I'm not eating with a plastic, the fucking paper knife and fork anymore. I'm bringing a metal one, and they'll all go, whatever, bro, whatever. That is fine. crazy. No, I, I, I agree with that. I'm the same. I don't want to use the plastic, or, or I don't want to use any of it. Mm. It was just in the scenario. I'm like, well, I just don't want to have to, like, there's, there's mouth germs and shit. I just fucking, I just need some, like, takeaway shit that I can yeah. throw away. Yeah. Paper is not cutting it in this environment mm. for, for the set. Like, we've spent the whole, what, the last two and a half years in lockdown and cover your mouth, do this, don't cough in the air, don't do that, don't sneeze, don't fart, whatever it may be. But now we, I can't even get some plastic cutlery to feed my kid <laughs> no. in a plastic bowl to try and eliminate the case of germs. <laughs> nice, Gary! For the environment. Can't even oh. finish a fucking drink without chewing on some wet, soggy ass cardboard. Oh, fucking the fucking straw, the, mate. Those straws, mate. Oh, 
I, I'm not like there's nothing I drink that has a straw in it. But if the kids have like say a, a chocolate milk or a milkshake or whatever, and they're now forced to endure those paper straws, you're a hundred percent right. Who wants to chew on a soggy, soggy paper straw? It's ridiculous. The environment, though, we're going to take care of the environment. Mm. Uh, Damo, I tell you what else we're going to take care of. Mm. Black people. Black people. <laughs> this is your segment because I'm fucking sick of talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? No, we're mm. jumping all over the. Oh no, sorry. No, we're up to we're education matters. We've my missed stuff already, though. And like, no, I got no, no idea edu- where we're up to. We're up to education matters. My apologies. This we didn't is your do. Segment. We didn't do monkeypox. Green. Where's the monkeypox? That's not in the rundown. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Your last week's rundown, mate. No, no, it's because you sent me the link. When you thought you were sending me the link to the, the YouTube comments, you actually sent me the link to the monkeypox. So that's what I had loaded. No, there were, there were two separate links, but no, the no, monkeypox no. one was no, a, a no, joke no. from today. No. I didn't put it in the rundown. Yeah, I know. But, but, the, but, the link, but the link you sent me for the language, like the blocks country, this language, that, that actual link you sent me is the monkeypox picture. No, that's... That is bullshit. No, it's yeah, not. I'm going to go click on it. Oh, I'm, I'm going to warm up the sorry book here. <laughs> because, no, because the monkeypox thing I sent you today mm-hmm. at 12.18 p.m. Mm. and the link to the, uh, where was it? The thing one for, was yesterday at 4.42 p.m. Yeah, I hear, I hear your rationalizations, but, how, but so I can't tell you. How can I send, send you a link to something that didn't exist when I sent you the rundown? I'm telling you, if you open that link, it goes to the monkeypox picture. In the chat, I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't know what to say, mate. I don't know what to say. It's weird. It's, it's fucked up. It's true, though, isn't it? The link the link didn't exist yesterday when I sent you the rundown, I so I don't know how that happens. But, anyway, it, but it did, like, you acknowledge that it did happen then, that I was well, I telling know. the I, truth. I'm clicking on the link because, okay. you know, they always tell me. I'm, 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 I'm reporting. I reported it as fishy. It's very suspicious. Very suspicious. Very suspicious. You're going to talk about education, though. I do want to talk about education, because education is important, isn't it? It's important. Sorry, B.E. We're completely fucking, like, railroaded again. Hmm. And I feel like we need to bring B.E. back into the conversation. Okay. I think he's got got comments on education. Okay. So I have the education comments. Talk about, yeah, B.E., talk about education and give us your comments. (laughs) Is this the link we're talking about? Is this the pre-show still? Or? No, no, no. We're talking about education. Good. It's okay. I've got education for you. I've got education yeah, right up the ass here. So this is fantastic stuff. And this is progress, Greener. You know, um, BE, if you're not aware, uh, you know, Greener and myself, we're big champions of progress here on this show. You know, mm-hmm. we believe in equality. We, you know, we, we, you know, organize Unity Day every year. And it's a pleasure for us to do that for the community, Greeno, isn't it? So we love it. That's our that's our overriding message is to just bring people together. Not, so, just, for the, not just for the community, for mankind, for I feel. Mankind. Unity Day well, is important for people kind. Let's not be bigoted, Greeno. Let's uh, not fair assume. Call. No, yeah. Fair call. Well, now we're apparently uh, proof of UFOs, mm. uh, universal kind. Universal kind. Nice, Gary. Mm. That's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> so... Humankind, at least, or people kind, or whatever you want to call them. We love it when we see stories of progress like this. Uh, this is at an Illinois middle school, Greeno. A drag queen was invited to dance for the students. Let's have a look. This is uh, happening at a middle school near you. Okay. 
Now, if you're listening to the podcast, they're doing, she's doing what drag queens usually do. Now, my main issue with this is I saw somebody talking about why won't they let us perform? And my issue is with the word perform because, you know, mincing about in a dress and miming to a song to a hairbrush is something anybody, any five-year-old already knows how to do that. They're born with that knowledge group. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm not sure that you can call this a performance. I'm not sure that's accurate. And the yeah. other thing I want to ask too is, now, it is at a school, as we all know, when we went to school, we were kind of herded into the halls for these sorts of things, weren't we? Well, not this sort of thing. I mean, this wasn't well, happening. No, this no. Be quiet. That's right. This would never like... have happened. This would not have been allowed by the students at our school to take it place. Been, it would have been rocks thrown. It would have been rocks. There would have been, there would have been <laughs> threats would have been made. It you would have been tomatoes. It would have been a bad show. Right. It would have been a riot, actually. Yeah. Oh, if they tried this shit. But anyway, and it's happening now it's and good stuff. Theater. That's yeah. the awkward part. That's right. Now, you know, I, I remember many times being kind of herded and shuffled into the hall for, you know, some kind of fucking presentation that none of us wanted to be there for. And I just wonder if this is now also taking place here. Because why else would 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 kids be lining up to go see a drag queen, like I said, Greena, mince about and mime into a hairbrush? Uh, good question. Now, Bia, your your little one is has started school this year. Would I be correct in saying that's right? That? Yep, yep. So, has she been uh, <laughs> drag queened yet? Drag <laughs> queened in the early stages of her education thus far. No, she hasn't come across anything that would confuse her with. Um, if we continue on from last week's show, um, this person would have to actually declare their pronouns. That's true. Um, we can't assume. But yeah, that's exactly cool. right. But I don't. Uh, I mean. He, she, much, piggy bank, whatever it may be. That's exactly right. Where do you, what age do you draw the line? Like doing this sort of stuff at a school, I think, for me personally. Well, so what's middle school? But what's middle school? Like 13, 14 year olds, something like that? Ooh. Yeah. This is middle school. This is, this is high school, like juniors. Yeah, so year seven, year eight, yeah. year nine. So probably the, the age of these children, do you probably think it's funny and just take the piss out of it and wouldn't think anything further of it, surely? Oh, well, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not so concerned. I'm not, to be honest, I'm not so concerned with what the children are thinking. I'm more concerned with what the adults are thinking. <laughs> why are you there? Right. Why, why did you hook this up? What's like? What's the thought process behind this? Because, you know, again, but again, like my major issue here is they call themselves performers. All right. Look, anybody can do this. Just walk around in a dress. I don't know why they're there. <laughs> is there a background to it though? Because that, I mean, you could watch a video like this without context and we could sit here and debate the reason and whether it's right or wrong, but it might be. It's fantastic you ask that. It's fantastic you ask that because there is a background, Brad. So I've got it right here. Now the background is students and staff at uh, X school absolutely love Alfredo Zero's announcement over the school intercom as they are infused with humor and good cheer. If a student needs some help cheering up, they head straight to the office to see him. It turns out that one of the drag performance is actually employed by the school district. So nice, there you go. Gary. So he's actually getting to double up, Greeno, on the side. Double down. Double up. Get the, I get two paychecks this way. Does <laughs> that say life changer of the year? Life changer of the year. That's right. At the top. Yeah, that, now, that, that was, yeah, that's right. Life changer of the year. Where is it? This is going to be thinking, Damo. Yeah. Uh, at, at what point, so uh, I want to give a, a combination of step back in time and story time oh, okay. in between one. I like stories about pinatas. 
the way our kind of primary school talent show, right? So I, I will put this under the category of a talent show. So everyone's invited to come to a talent show and you're like, look, rock up, put your name down, you do your thing, you go through the heats, everyone gets a vote. Do a tight five and then you're off. Do a tight five, you get five minutes and you're fucking out, right? right. And then everyone puts up their vote and if you're good enough, you get through to the GF of the talent show and then the GF is the best, the best, right? Now, I think this needs to be part of the talent show. Now, uh, the reason I say this is because- The drag queens, you mean. The drag queens need part of the talent show because I, I reflect back to when we were in in, in uh, primary school. Mm. We had a kid who in primary school had a shaved head, which was not really common during that particular era no, of like a, like an, a ten year old with a shaved head. But that's mm. just that's the the, unless, the choice he made. Unless you were a real fucking little rat bag, little brat, you know, because the little rat bags had like shaved heads with rats' tails, Greeno, or like we're just talking a like fringe. Head, yeah. We're talking like yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I remember Small. plenty of kids who would have like a fully shaved head and just a rat's yeah. tail at the back, and they. You know, those 10-year-olds, they were the shitheads, you know what I mean? 100%. <laughs> so what happened with that guy is he rocked up to the talent show and his performance, I think we talked about it previously on the show, was uh, to just mimic Peter Garrett. Peter Garrett. To, to yeah. like King of the Mountain, <laughs> right? And But the joke wears very thin very quickly when mm. all he does is like do spasmic moves to King of the Mountain. <laughs> so he had five, He had a tight five, but after two minutes, the teacher Everyone said, was sick all right, mate, yeah. all right, mate, like we've seen enough, we get it, because all you're doing is fucking like King of the Mountain. <laughs> And then he obviously didn't get through to the great GF. Now, the drag queens are literally just walking around in a circle, right? Mm. I think if they're given a tight five, unless they're putting on some kind of performance, mm. you're out of they there. They need to be similar to red faces. They get need the to gong. That's it. A la the fucking skinhead. So I'm not talking like this is not a fucking like, if you're like, oh, Greeno is being a bigot, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about a white skinhead who got gonged after two minutes in our like year five talent quest. And comparing it to transsexuals and, and drag queens in the current day and age. Greeno, I've got no idea what the fuck you're thing. talking about. <laughs> no idea what the point is. That's, that's fucking what I'm saying. I'm saying this nice is going to be an even kill between skinheads at like 10 years of age and drag queens <sighs> at 30 performing at a primary school. We need to be able to gong them after two minutes of a tight five. That's, that's what okay, I'm trying so to you're, Okay, so to put it shortly, you, you're in favour of the drag queens being there as long as we can kick them out after two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so you only want to expose the children to, you know, a man dressed as a woman kind of no, messing about for two no minutes issue. and then we no get rid of them. I have that. They've just got to put on a performance up to the do something. That's lights. right, yeah. Sing a song or something. Do a trick. Yeah. <laughs> Bring magic hat. Yeah. It's advertising instead of performance. That's you know right. what I mean? That's right. Yeah. It's we all, need we need to find some all balance. hype, Greeno. No substance. Exactly. That's right. We got to teach the kids something. What if we let them suck each other's dicks in front of the kids? Will that teach them anything? No. Let's go to the monkey box story then, sir. <laughs> <coughs> oh. Kids set up a few glory holes at school and make their own choices. <laughs> Jesus. Let's. Yeah, I don't know if that's appropriate. Education <laughs> is important. <laughs> stay, in, stay in school, kids. You're more likely to get laid that way. <laughs> you glory hold. <laughs> oh god. 
Oh, you a, are you a fan of Liz Cambage, guys? Shocking details of Liz Cambage's pre-Olympic outburst finally revealed. Finally, Greeno, we've all been waiting for this on the edge of our seat. No, well, this, full... we talked about this about six months ago, right? We did, Because Cambage, because yeah. mm. she likes to be uh, called Cambage. Is that right? Uh, I don't know. So, so uh, she got booted off the Olympic team and said, wait till the full details come out. I've been unfairly treated. And yeah. now the full details come out and she seems like more of a cunt. Mm. So, like, well, this hasn't worked out well for her. The full explosive extent of Liz Cambridge's pre-Olympic outburst against Nigeria that ended her Opal's career, that's the Australian women's basketball team, can be finally revealed. Now, she wasn't a bad player. She was like the best player in the in the team at the that best. point. Yeah. Um, and she was kicked out. Liz Cambridge called Mike. Sure she got MVP of the WNBA, didn't she? I believe so. Yeah, it might have been, yeah. Liz Cambridge called Nigerian players monkeys during a vicious five-minute Las Vegas meltdown. This is John Daly stuff. That led to the basketball superstar walking out on her Australian teammates ahead of the 2021 Tokyo Olympics. A special Sunday Telegraph investigation has obtained video that clearly shows Cambridge uh, Cambage elbowing her Nigerian <laughs> opponent in the head during a closed-door practice match. I'm going to call her Butch. I don't care what she wants to recall. <laughs> Setting off a shocking chain of events. In the ensuing mayhem, Cambage slapped another Nigerian player across the face and racially vilifies the entire African team by labelling them monkeys and telling them to, quote, go back to your third world country. She went full, nice, went full Hitler on them, Greeno. Look at yeah, that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't she say she was booted off the team for racist issues? Like, as in, she thought it was racism against her? Well, this is where this is where the, the story gets very juicy, Greeno, and thank you for bringing that up because... Liz Cambridge, let's. We've got to go back a little bit though in time. Liz Cambridge has, uh, if I'm not mistaken, she's been the one in the past to remember. She didn't she have a go at somebody because they went as like blackface, like Warren G or something to some dress yeah, up, about right. yeah. one of her teammates or something, and she like she put on a whole performance about that and how offensive mm-hmm. it was, and she did the little TV show Racism tours, yeah, yeah, on the radio shows. Uh, she's previously accused, like you know people in sport and, you know, people around the team and stuff of being racist against her, right? She called out the Australian Olympic Committee for their promotional photo that there wasn't that's diversity. That's right. Yes, that's right. And there right. was an actually, there was a, a indigenous, indigenous person in the photo, mm-hmm. but they weren't dark enough according to her. That's right. She said that there's not enough black people in the photo and they said, well, actually, there's an Aboriginal there and, they, and she was like, oh, well, they're not a dark one, so it doesn't count, basically. <laughs> So, so this is the one that accuses everyone else of racism. Now, this she was the one now calling the Nigerians monkeys and telling them to go back to their third world country. And when this story first came out, I think you are correct, Greeno, that she was like, well, I'm being fired from the team because of racism, as racism. if to imply that it was racism against her. But no, maybe yeah. she was technically correct because because of racism, I guess that counts. No, when you, If it's yours, that's true, right? So. Mm-hmm. Well done, Liz Cambage, Greeno. Cambage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She got so, cancelled, Greeno, didn't she, unfortunately? She did. Liz. Yeah. Uh, are we going to go back to that story before it? Uh, what's the story before it, Greeno? Uh, love black people, hate black people. Yeah, I can't remember what the story was, though. So. That's about the Giants coach or the Giants manager. Oh, where that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You love, you love a protest story, so I, I thought that's what we I do, but I don't – I can't find the – um. I can't find the link anyway. So it's been a it's been a bad night for links, believe it or not. 
and an ad break, and we'll come back and we'll talk sport because that's 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 where BE comes to the fore. Okay, that's what, that's what we bring BE into the show for. Can be a tracking final segment. Sub of BE and sport. <laughs> it's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now, and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet, we also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Hi. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian Dick Tracy? You don't have to ruin my evening. Like I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, get, you gotta, you just gotta do that. Without the hat, so you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover <laughs> in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. Oh, uh, come on, you secretly guy. love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> And there you have it. Uh, so subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Welcome to The Starting Block. Follow on Twitter. At the starting block, drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on TAVshow.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm going to forget, so he's meant to be doing the back analysis. Too busy staring at the Twitter account to find out whether the Bulldogs won or lost. I can't work out which one. All I see is Matt Burton's playing well. BE, let us know. Uh, it's 30 to 18 with 4 to go. The Mick Potters haven't kicked in yet, hey? Why the fuck is Twitter sucking uh, Matt Burton's dick then in the, the feed I'm looking at? He, he must have done something uh, good about 20 minutes ago. Set a few tries up and... All that sort of stuff. It's ah, fair enough. So they're down. The dust. So Penrith, Penrith is missing their seven best players, and the dogs still mm. lost what thirty to eighteen. That's it's a yeah, rough it's not over yet. <laughs> yeah, not long day. Ahead. Oh, <laughs>
Nice. Greeno, I found that story. Let's. I'll, I just want to quickly run this past you because I found I found this Ooh. one interesting. Uh, of course, we're we're going to the United States. This is a baseball story. So, Doctor Climate Abortion. Fucking keep your ears peeled for this one. This one's it coming out. Uh, can we give a fucking nice Gary Doctor Climate Abortion? Nice. He checks out the Twitter replay, uh, not Twitter, the YouTube replay every week mm. and posts a comment. He's a fucking good yeah, man. He's a good. Fella. I don't know who he is. But he listens to our show and he's one of our six listeners. So fucking tip of the hat, sir. That's well right. done. We've gone from four to six. So uh, I found this interesting. Gabe Kapler, Greeno, who you know from the San Francisco Giants, of course, uh, Gabe Kapler. Gabe Kapler told reporters, this is after the shooting in Texas last week, told reporters yeah. in Cincinnati that he doesn't plan on coming out for the national anthem and that will mm-hmm. that will be his plan going forward until, quote, I feel better about the direction of our country. And then less than a week later, uh, we get this story come in. San Francisco Giants manager suspends national anthem protest before Memorial Day. San Francisco Giants manager Gabe Kapler suspended his national anthem protest, which he began after last week's deadly mass shooting. So it lasted less than one week, the protest, which is nice. Following the shooting, Kapler said he would refuse to take the field for the national anthem in protest until he felt better about the direction in of our country. But in a post on his personal blog, he said he was standing for the anthem at the team's game on Monday against the Philadelphia Phillies to honour service members who have passed away. Great. No, What's the problem? What's the problem? Yeah. So while I just I just find uh you know has the direction of the country changed, Greeno? No, well, I think what he's, so what he's saying. So then he's lying. No, what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, and he's a I manager think, of a big league baseball team, Greeno. He's a manager of a big league baseball team. You've got to be on top of these things. You know what I mean? Scheduling is important. Wait until after Memorial Day to announce your protest, at least. Now, if he didn't know, if he didn't know that Memorial Day was coming up in six days from when he started the protest, I have concerns because, hey, if I'm a pitcher on that rotation, Greeno, am I ever getting a fucking game here? Does he even know I exist? Does he even know what fucking day it is? Who knows with this fucking guy? So that's, that's where my concerns would be. Baseball, uh, first and foremost... Uh, Don't get serious on me, mate. Fucking no, we're going to get no. serious. No, it's because it's the Giants, so you can't no, fucking... No, you were talking about Gabe Kepler a year ago and I shat all over him. Like, fucking, it's got nothing to do with that. It's got to do with the fact of, like, look, realistically... The players don't come out for the national anthem because they play 162 games a year, right? It's not like the NFL where it's a massive thing. They only play, what, four, 16, 17 games now. Uh, oh, no, they got biased. So probably it's only 16 games. Correct me if I'm wrong there, B.E. Um, they play 16 games, and the, the anthem is like a big thing at the start. These guys play 162 games. Most players don't come out for the national anthem. Beautiful. So then it was up, empty. Right? It was empty virtue signaling. Then fantastic. Well, it was it was empty virtue signaling because it doesn't matter in the first on. place. So who gives? It, it doesn't matter in the first place because he's right. come out. But he made the point of going, look, shit's pretty fucked up. So I'm not going to come out for the anthem on the occasional day I may. He's okay. But so he's not going to come out for the anthem that most of the players don't go out for anyway because nobody cares about it. Correct. They do it but also. Okay. It's it. fucking well, well want done, want nice Gary. Good activism. This is why baseball. Managers aren't good activists, okay? Just right, stick to the sport. There's a difference with, with like the national anthem. So, well, let's use uh, uh, yellow. Oh, you still got me. Sorry, it sounded like it was cut off. Come in. No, I thought he 
thought he got cut off I, there. Yeah. I got worried. I thought it was cut off there. So yeah. let, let's use the um, let's use Australian sport for an example, right? So how often is the Australian national anthem played in an Australian? Oh, sporting I get event? the point. You know, I get no, it. No, no. What I'm saying is, <laughs> it's but, a dumb but, thing to say. That's what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying is. <laughs> There's, there's a difference with there's a different meaning between the national anthem being played on different days, right? So if the national anthem is played on Anzac Day, and a player doesn't come out for that national anthem on Anzac Day, is that seen as a disrespect to the Anzac or to the country? Oh, it's seen as a disrespect to the Anzacs, right? Yeah. Whereas it's a similar sentiment here, where look, most players don't come out for the national anthem anyway, but every every single player comes out for the anthem on Memorial Day mm. because. The anthem has a different meaning on that particular day. Uh, okay. So, he, so what he was special saying, he was on like, Memorial Day. He, he was trying to be like open about it and go, "Look, I know I said I wouldn't come out, but I don't want to disrespect our our veterans. So I'm com- I'm coming out to to show respect for our veterans. I believe. I believe. You know what I mean? I believe in this cause so strongly that I am willing to sacrifice every anthem playing except for the important the ones. It's so fucking dumb. So it's what a, I'm that's saying a nothing. This, this, this is what I'm saying, though. This is, why it's a, this is why it's a dumb thing to say, though. So if everybody knows that all of the anthem playings are pointless, except pointless. for the Memorial Day ones, then don't come out and announce, well, I'm not going to any of them except for Memorial Day. I was like, well, that's what everyone else is already doing, and it's not a protest for them. So, no, you know, like, what's the fucking difference? Anyway, well done, Gabe Kaplan. Doing well. So does he love the well, black people or hate them? I'm not sure. No, well, now, He's against gonna, the shootings. I'm going yeah. to give him a nice Gary because okay. he hasn't fucking shot anyone nice in protest. Like his protest is at least fucking peaceful. <laughs> there was no protest. It wasn't a protest. He well, didn't go to the anthem that nobody goes to. It was no protest. I have no problem with peaceful protests, man. Why do people get so fucking worked up about people kneeling or not going up for an anthem? I don't have a problem with peaceful protest. I don't have a problem with peaceful protest either. And if he had have done one, I would commend him for it. He did. He didn't fucking He wouldn't have showed up at anyway for fucking four days because he's like, hey, man, don't fucking shoot kids at schools. Like, it's fucking, it's very good. It's a tip of the hat. He didn't go to the anthems that he wasn't going to show up to anyway. He Paid his respects. Is it going to stop less people getting shot in America? Absolutely no, fucking not. Another three mass shootings this week after the Imagine last one. Imagine if it one, did. So. Imagine if it did. Every time, every time yeah. we did some kind of protest, one less person got shot. Would we keep doing them it's all like, the time? Some 19-year-old that lives in a dungeon with a gun collection just ready to shoot up the school and they and he watches the baseball. Shoots onto the baseball and play. Where's Gabe? <laughs> you've, just, you've just changed my mind. He's, Gabe's not coming out for the anthem. He's, he's, driving, <laughs> he's, he's driving on the way to his high school shooting and he's like, you know what? I'll just turn the game on because I'm on my way to shoot up the school. And they're like, and we announced that Gabe Kaplan is not coming out for the anthem today to stand in solidarity with the victims of the Valde shooting. It's like, mm, you know what? And he just turns the car around and goes back home. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that a scene from Billy Madison? He's like, Billy's an all right guy. He's an all right guy. Cross him off the list. Exactly. Oh, well done. Uh, let's fucking talk some sport because fucking B is the man. 
No, that's not real sport. That's fucking fake oh, political bullshit sport. I love it. Uh, let's, like, we, this whole segment was meant to be a, a joke, but it got ruined early in the, the show because people thought Rab Warren had actually died. <laughs> <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> no, he didn't. Well, that's the thing. I, I thought the dude died based on everyone. But uh, farewell, Rabs. You put this in the rundown, Damo. Yeah, let's have a quick look here. Channel 9, ladies and gentlemen. Rugby league is hanging up his microphone. Ray can, we stop, can we please stop with the hanging up? I won't even sec- accept hanging up the boots because nobody hangs up the boots. They go underneath the fucking chair in the locker room, Greeno, on the ground. You don't hang boots. Nobody hangs boots up on the wall. Do you have any shoes hanging on the wall, Greeno? Well, I don't play a sport that normally has boots. Beer, you play, no, you I've, play I've football played. before your injuries. Um, I've you hang up your boots. Yep. And I've never hung boots on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so can we please, as a society, move away from this ridiculous, anachronistic fucking slang that no, that has no relevance whatsoever? Oh, he's hanging up, hanging up the microphone? What the fuck are you talking about? People, first of one, people don't even hang up fucking boots, so we need to stop that one, but that's where all the others spread from. Oh, he's hanging up the microphone. He's hanging up the racket. He's hanging up the bowling ball. It's like, no, he's not. Nobody's. <laughs> hanging that up. It's too fucking heavy. Can we please stop with this bullshit term? That's my story. No, I like stories a... about pinatas. Throw in another story time for myself. Mm-hmm. I, I like um, stories I'll... about pinatas. My very last game of football, my retirement game. Retirement I, um... game? <laughs> I'll be back. When I hung up the boots. When I hung up the boots. So this is where it's going. Um <laughs> It was half time. We were um, we were playing the minor premiers, and we were out of contentions for finals. And I was given the half time talk. We were only down one nil at half time. And as I was doing the talk, I wasn't happy with the boots that I had on. So as I was doing the team talk, I took my boots off and threw them in the bin because I knew I wasn't going to be using them again. And I had a spare set of boots in my bag that I was going to change into. And all the guys started freaking out. They're like, "Hey, are you, are you like coming back onto the field after half time?" Because you aren't happy with their performance and you're just throwing your boots in the bin. <laughs> like, yeah, I've got a spare pair, but they're definitely not hanging the boots on the fucking wall. That's no, for sure. That's right. Yeah. I'm so angry with you, boys. And then you go and carefully place the boots and then <laughs> they slip off the nail and you're like, oh, hang on a minute. I've got to tie the laces together. I brought my own 3M little sticky hook that I can put on the wall. <laughs> I, I got questions about that story, B. Were you the captain in that scenario or just one yes. of the players? Okay. I was okay. the captain. Yeah. Right, excellent. That, that, that makes a bit more sense because I was worried just a player who's like fucking I'm gonna make a speech and I'm gonna throw my boots in the bin. At least that way it seemed like a leadership ploy. It seemed to make sense. Okay. We're all good. Okay. Ray Rabs Warren. Ray He's, Rabs hanging Warren. Up He's hanging up the microphone, Greedo. <laughs> League is hanging up his microphone. No, he's not. Ray Warren no, stepping not. down from That's commentating bullshit. after an incredible year spanning more than five decades. Nine's James Gracie joins the studio. Here's the thing. I, I haven't, uh, I'd correct me, but anyone else may have watched some Channel 9 in the better part of the last couple of years. I haven't watched Channel 9 in years. Yep. I didn't realise Raps was still commentating to begin with. <laughs> now, <laughs> secondly. I think he, he does, like, does he not do, like, just one game? Does he only do Friday night or something, I think? I've watched I don't know. Channel 9 rugby league coverage four times a year. It's for three origins and the grand final. And the grand yeah. final, that's it. I'm saying. So I didn't realise he was still commentating. Secondly, why did he choose to do it now? Like, has he been commentating up until May? And then was like, oh, look, I'm going to take June the rest of the year off. Mm. I've retired now. I don't understand what the situation is. So maybe someone, there's no one in the chat 
<laughs> just going to be able to answer that question. Um, so you're thinking I'm like a health issue or something, clearly. No, I'm just kind of like, why would he do it? Has he been accommodating all year? Or was he already out of the box? And people were like, oh, when's Rab's coming back? And he's like, oh, I better announce my retirement. Yeah, so know. I'm intrigued as to whether it's like a mid-season retirement yeah. or he retired at the start of the year and just didn't tell anyone. And now he's announced. Well, let's let's hope Dr. Climate Abortion is just as big a fan of rugby league commentary <laughs> as he is fucking baseball, Greedo. It's not exactly a shock, but still a huge day for rugby league and for nine. It's at still least a huge uh, day for rugby league. It's a fucking, like, Raps, to be honest, like, let's be fucking fair. Raps has been a terrible commentator for the better part of eight years. Like, back in the day, he was a, a fucking fantastic comedy, but he kind of hung around a little bit too long. And correct me if I'm wrong, boys, if anyone thinks Raz has been a good commentator for the last eight to ten years, definitely last three years. Uh, definitely. He's um yeah. he's behind, he lags behind the play. He's calling the wrong names. Wrong and I think names, yeah. um, I, I had a conversation with my friends recently about this as well, but Martin Tyler's in the same boat. Um, uh, football commentary, commentator. Mm. Yeah. I think Martin Tyler was one of the best sports callers ever. And yeah, I listen to him now in like FA Cup games or um, League Cup games, and he's just he's way off the mark now. Mm. I like the two Scottish guys the best. Um, what's his name? Is oh god, they they they're they're a team that they they they're always the same two guys together. Oh fuck! I wish I could remember. Oh, his Peter Jury might be um, the guy who sounds like this. Oh my goodness! He's got like a very distinct voice. You know what I mean? And it's always a Scottish friend talking to him next to him. You know, like it's those two together that. Oh uh, yeah. Um, he's got white hair. The com- main commentator's got like bright white hair. Um, I think there's a um, C involved. What's it? Andy Gray. Andy, Andy Gray. Gray. Is it? Is- there you go. Nice, Gary. Nice, and Alan- Gary. Is it Alan Hansen? Might be. Yes. Yes. That sounds familiar. Yeah, they're the best combo, I reckon. But, yeah, Martin Tyler, he's been around fucking forever, hasn't he, Martin Tyler? He has. I, I put him in – I put him, Ray Warren, and Phil Liggett into the, the same Phil category. Liggett. How good's Phil Liggett? Yeah. That's, he's like, big, the well, voice of their sport. Yep. 100%. Well, here's the thing. Is, is that what makes Richie Benno maybe the greatest commentator of all time? Mm. Because even in his latter years, and, like, Richie was never – can you remember a bad like performance from Richie Benner ever in the commentary box? No. Like I can't think of one. Whereas some commentators stick around. Like Phil Liggett, I think might, might be the exception to the rule. You could could call out there, be like Phil Liggett is the voice of cycling, and Phil Liggett still calls cycling amazingly. Is Bruce though, is Bruce McAvaney in the conversation, or is he a level Bruce? below? No, no, no. Bruce McAvaney, you're talking Murray Walker. Like, I'm talking the yeah. peak of the peak that. No Remember the guy who used to commentate? When I hang, 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 up, hang up their microphones <laughs> at the right time. I've got, Whereas I think I've got one for you, though. I've mm. got a sideways one for you. The guy who used to commentate Rugby Union on Channel 2, Greeno. Gordon Bray. Gordon Bray. He was the voice of Union. He was very good. Yeah, he was great. Gordon was very good. And he was he solo as well. He was the only commentator for the whole game most of the time. It was him and colour commentary. That was it, wasn't it? I don't think like he, he had really... colour commentary. It was ABC, man. No, they didn't I... have the budget for more than one commentator. So <laughs> just Gordon Bray with a microphone <laughs> over the telephone. Yeah. And, and the war- and everyone else. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, should we get to Ray Warren here? It is supposed to be his segment. Emotional one for Ray no, League fans. No, fuck it. Uh, skipping that. All right, he's finished. You're skipping that. All right, nice. Nice, Gary. <laughs> Well done. See you, Ray. Thanks for the memories. 
Well, no, le legit. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. is probably one of the best, probably the best rugby league caller of all time. Up there, like, okay, B, you, you're a, like, you know your footy. Rex Mossett or Rabs? I guess Rex was more like color commentary, right? Yeah, he was. Um, there was, uh, I think, the longevity and crossovers. There was, I think, um, Daryl Eastlake might have been in the mix at the same time at some yeah. point. Um, but in regards to length of service, I think um, Ray Warren takes the cake. Yeah, what, 50 odd years? Yeah, for, 50 for Rams. Years. Uh, 55, yeah. 55 years, which, yeah, like 100%. Legitimate tip of the cap. If we're talking the greatest rugby league commentators of all time, yeah, Rabs is definitely top, top one, like one. Not even with a bullet because he's up there and no one's ever going to top him. Uh, there's been talk for the better part of it, like 15 years now. I remember when Andrew Voss was on Channel 9, they're like, he's the successor to Rabs. Yeah, uh, Voss and, got and, impatient, mate, and went to Fox. Yeah, he went to Fox instead because Rabs just ne never left, never which was fine. But it just, go, it just goes to show, like, Rabs, Rabs was always known as that's the voice you're trying to replace no matter what. So, yeah, definitely nice, Gary. Definitely tip the cap. Sad well, you'll be pleased. Yeah. You'll be pleased. Be you'll be pleased, Greeno and Brad, that I'm sure he's going to be replaced with either, say, Darren Lockyer or <laughs> Andrew yeah, Johns. Man. Uh, yeah, man, we're very happy to be out here today. Matty Johns. Yeah, maybe Paul. <laughs> I'll have that one wrapped up. Yeah. <laughs> who, who is the next in line for the Channel 9? Because don't you hate all commentators pretty much, Greeno, anyway? so. Well, I haven't listened to Channel 9 since I got KO. So I wonder if they'll hire Brandy. That, that is literally <laughs> one of the reasons I got KO because I'm like, I can't listen to this commentary anymore. It's so bad. Right. It was horrible. Rabs It'll be Peter Pasolis. It'll replace Rabs. Peter Pasolis. Uh, what's his name? The, uh, James Bracey does, does okay. And there's another guy as well. Jimmy Smith. Definitely <laughs> no, Jimmy Smith. That's not rugby league. Um, play the, but that's not rugby. Let's play the go. We need to go. Uh, there we go. Is it a long version or? But that's yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. But that's no. The good old days, we used to have a short version where we used to actually listen to radio and we're like, oh, there's so much content. We need to do a short version because there's too many of that sort of rugby leaks. Uh, Matt's, Matt someone or other is the dude I'm thinking of that used to be on Channel 9. Matt something or other. <laughs> mm. I haven't listened to it in two years, but I'm saying is, I guess that'll, that'll be the replacement. Peter Pasolis, your IPE, does the Brisbane games, so he'll still do that. Um, what if they go a, sideways and get, like, you know, a Morrison, for example? Remember that guy who was on, like, 2UE back in? No, yeah, no, he's, 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 he's Scomo's. No, no, no. He's got nothing better to do. No, it's his brother, actually. <laughs> it's, it's his brother. So his brother worked for um, 2GB back in the day as a football caller Legit? and then went to, yeah, yeah, and then went to ABC as a football caller. I forget his first name, though. Do you remember it, Brad? Well, who was it? Sorry, I missed that. Morrison, the guy who used to commentate uh, football. And um, he, he went from 2UE, I think, to uh, the ABC. Uh, he, and I think he is actually Scott Morrison's brother. He was a radio host for years and years. Is it Glenn? No. Morrison. Glenn was the player. Um. Uh, Jason Morrison. Jason Morrison. Yeah, it might be him. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think it's him. Was he the the commentator that went from? Yeah, he's been he's been around for a long while. Yeah. Jason Morrison. Has he done football commentary though? I think it's the guy. I'm thinking uh, about. Media career started two GB in nineteen eighty nine at seventeen in the newsroom. Yeah. 
director, blah, 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 blah. Uh, defamation, Al Jazeera. Oh, maybe that's not the deal. <laughs> You're getting deep if you're talking about Al Jazeera and defamation. Oh, if you want to talk about Al Jazeera, because I had this log- loaded up because Greeno sent me the wrong link. Uh, <laughs> UN, UN denounces racist and homophobic coverage of monkeypox, Greeno. This is in Al Jazeera. <laughs> UN AIDS warns some reporting and commentary on the virus has used stigmatizing language that could harm public health. And the reason I love this so much is, well, if monkeypox is so deadly, but they're dedicating an article to talking about how the incorrect language around monkeypox is so deadly. So it's not about the disease. It's about the words saying mean things on the internet. That's the real problem. This is from New South Wales Health because this is the link I sent you today. That's right. This one here, there it is. Oh, there we go. Yep. Because I so loaded it up from the rundown. For our, <laughs> for our listeners, New South Wales Health have identified a third case of monkeypox in New South Wales resident who recently returned from Europe. Okay, excellent. Monkeypox alert, big fucking exclamation point. Yeah. Then underneath it, Very cases have, have occurred among men who have had sex with men as well as other people. This is, this is not us making our bullshit. This is New South Wales Health. People who develop fever and rash should call ahead before consulting their GP or sexual health service. Further information on monkeypox is available at blah, 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 blah. New South Wales Health Government Infectious Disease. So uh, it turns out monkeypox is now an STD. Well, and, you know, it's but this is, this is the cases, Greener. Remember, the cases have occurred among men who have sex with men as well as other people. Now, I would just say, well, would, wouldn't that, can't we just say then men who have sex with people? <laughs> wouldn't that cover them? <laughs> like, like you know, or do you specifically have to fuck a guy first before first, you, you have sex with a girl? Okay. It's a, a three-step process for the monkey box. Right. Maybe it was a man and then someone who identifies as something else other than a woman. Ah, see. Now, see, uh, Al Jazeera, you and... Al Jazeera, UN denounces racist and homophobic coverage of monkeypox. There you go. We just gave you a nice little example. We're talking about there. There we go. Yep. Fantastic. Um, Greeno, can I ask you what this uh, ridiculous story is about here? Oh, no, actually, should we just go to Lewis Hamilton? Can we do Lewis? Nah, let's do Hot Toss first. Hot Toss? What's the Hot Toss? There's so many. There's so many links today. So, and I've got no idea where we're up to because we're um. We're up to a hot toss. Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson is facing a 23rd active civil lawsuit. So it's a bit of these ones as well. Yeah. Over alleged inappropriate sexual conduct. 23 cases, oh, mate. That's good right. stats. So- 100%. So this is why I put it in the rundown. Yep. So this dude has been alleged for sexual assault uh, from a, hundred, a bunch of different masseuses. All right? Ah, okay. He's, so he thinks 20, he's running the Patriots, this guy. So 20, 100%. He thinks he's got to be that. He's got to be the wrong craft about him. So, right. so he's got 20 you got a long way to go before you get that far, fella. Trust so me. At, at last year, he had 22 active cases against him, right? And... The so he basically didn't play all of last year, correct me if I'm wrong here, BE. Didn't play last year, <laughs> and then what happened is he got traded. So someone was stupid enough to trade for this dude, uh-huh. even though he had 22 active sexual assault cases. And obviously, obviously, him. he can't play with an active case, can he? Like, well, they can, but they, they just said, Hey, 
don't you do play last year and you can come back this year. Right. Like, and under the table, hush, hush, let's chat. He'll come back, he'll be fine. There's no, like, no one's been sued yet. We're all good. Uh, no one's convicted. It's all just, you know, alleged. It's a very different scenario. It's like, like in rugby league, for example, if you're under investigation and it's all alleged, you still have to step aside until the outcome. Well, like that DeBellin guy, yeah. Wasn't yeah. That, but yeah. wasn't that like three or four years that guy had to... No, it was only a year and a half. Oh, was it? Oh, I thought it was I longer. I think it was longer. Yeah. That was a year and a half. I swear, look it up, man. It was a year and a half. Okay. Take he was still. I'm saying like it's a year and a half, and the dude is fucking guilty of sin. Like, well, fucking, and then why do you get let off? Well, because they withdrew, withdrew the allegations. Oh, what they do that you know, for? If he's guilty, well, it, was, it was a payoff. <laughs> okay, that was dude, silly. If he was so guilty, they they shouldn't and, have done that. <laughs> that seems like the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Anyway. Chaos don't happen in sport, obviously not. Uh, so well, see, I'm, I'm kind of torn on it. Like, should you step down or should you not? Because if you step down and you're innocent, then that's stupid. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, obviously, if you've got someone who's guilty, then you don't want them out there playing and, like, getting on the highlight reel and getting the endorsements and stuff as well. So it's a tricky one. I don't know what you do, Greeno. Well, here's the thing. This dude. Can we have like, an ex con team in the NFL? Let's just have a team like the longest oh, yard. It'd be fucking stacked, mate. <laughs> they win every oh, game. I, I, I sent you this thing in Troy um, a few months ago, Greeno. Yeah, and it was like a, a graph of what charges yeah, on what teams. <laughs> it was massive. Yeah, Fantastic. literally, they were, like, B sent us this graph, and there was like hundreds of, of alleged Former cases players. in the last five years. Uh, no, current, current players. players. Current players. <laughs> and it was like, which team is the biggest scumbags? And it was like, you know, Jacksonville had 45 cases amongst oh, their nice. score of 50. Oh, so it's 45, like, felonies or whatever. Yeah. Felonies, like, yeah. were just current active <laughs> criminal cases for each team. So it was like, which team is the least criminal? It was fucking insane. That um, might be, that might be a way I pick my next NFL favourite, Green. I'm just going to yeah. pick the team that has the most convicts in it. Because I'm like, they That's must it. be made of the best the stuff. Yard. Yeah. So this so Minnesota has the highest number of current charges at fifty-five. Fifty-five current charges. <laughs> fifty-five current charges. Twenty-one DUI, eight assault and battery, Jesus. five domestic violence, five wow. sex crimes, four drugs. Three disorderly conduct, two license and traffic, two gun, two <laughs> other, two resisting, and one alcohol. See, and when you hear stuff like that. It makes me laugh at how much we carry on like old fucking women about the smallest thing in our sport. Like sometimes people fuck up and they make mistakes and, you know, they're punished for it and what have you. But if you compare overall our situation to their situation, there's no comparison whatsoever. But, you know, a young kid here will drink too much and make an ass of himself and it's like, he needs to be sacked for a year. Fuck him. He's bringing the sport into disrepute. It's like, settle down, everyone. Do you know how many... Do you know how many wife beaters are in the Super Bowl team? Just fucking relax, okay? We're not doing that bad comparatively. I've just sent you the link in the DMs of our group chat in um in Twitter, and the website is actually called NFLarrest.com. NFL Arrest. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, it is, a, it is Arrest Stats. Literally Arrest Stats. It's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> 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 this is Sean Watson, dude. 
So he's 22 caters, and then he posted a picture. Because then they're like, okay, you can come back and play this year. He got traded to the Browns. Mm. And then he posted a picture with a porn star in like a fucking, like very skimpy outfit playing basketball inside his house. Inside the house. And then inside the house. And then a week later, it was like, oh, there's a 23rd chance against him now. (laughs) <laughs> it, was, it was Mia Khalifa as well. Mia Khalifa, that's right. I uh, know she's not a porn star know. anymore. She I'm used, used to, be. to be a porn star, yeah. but she was dressed up like she wasn't wearing any underwear. I guarantee it. Yeah. And it was like, how fucking horny is this dude? Like he's got twenty-two fucking charges against him, and now he's posting a picture of himself with a porn star inside his house. And now it's 23. Fantastic. But yeah, this stat is unbelievable. The one you got up on the screen here, <laughs> the, uh, Minnesota. 55 current. Who's the best team? The Houston Oilers? No. (laughs) Houston Oilers. That's old school. That's Warren Moon, baby. Uh, So who's Houston now? They're the Houston Texans, Texans, aren't they? Houston Texans, that's right. LA is second. Detroit is the third best behaved, believe it or not. Yeah. Maybe because they go to Minnesota and they're like, nobody gives a fuck what we do up here in this fucking neck of the woods. You know, we're so far away from everything else up here in the forest. Nobody gives a fuck. (laughs) So they just go nuts. Who knows? Atlanta. Fantastic. Great stat. I love a good stat. B.E. Nice, Gary. Welcome addition to the show. Uh, let's give the dumbest story in sports and go to... Got to do Lewis. Um, Damo, can you just play the sorry book, mate? Because Jack DeBellin was out for three years. Three years. Thank you very much. You're on a roll tonight, Greeno. You're on a roll, my friend. Handing out the sorries left, right and centre yeah, tonight. Please, please send me somebody. Here we go. And Greeno's still like, fuck him, he shouldn't be playing. Do you want to know when that dude was Not fucking really. like, were you serious? So okay. the, the night the night he was alleged to have fucking raped a, a chick with a, another dude mm. from his club, his wife was at home eight months pregnant. Okay. Like, irrespective of uh, illegality or whatnot, that's fucking shit cunt behaviour. So was he uh, there though? Or? Yeah, of course he was. No, he admitted to fucking said, the chick. Okay. He just said, oh, no, I didn't rape her. Like, me and this ah, other right. dude yeah, well, was all fucking consensual, even though, you know, she had evidence to the contrary. Uh, even though his wife was eight months pregnant at home. Okay. She can't. There you go. She can't. Doesn't make nice, it. Gary. Nice, Gary. Three she years, though. Three years is the main thing to get out of that, not you at all. Yeah. My stats were wrong. Stats Doesn't are make... wrong. Yeah. That's so okay. I, I'm the... That's interesting because I'm the bad guy in this story. That's true. <laughs> 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 Taking the moral high ground now. Well, trying to scratch out a win. Because <laughs> <laughs> you guys trying to pay me out as the bad guy here, but yeah, nah, I'm the shit cunt. No, you just want to ban him for life. It's good. Uh, no. Speaking of banning for life, Greeno. <laughs> How about this? How about be? How about this? Be you're going to love this. I reckon Lewis Hamilton is now the Rebecca Judd of Formula One. Okay. Have a look at this. Lewis Hamilton causes a stir in eye-catching neon blue outfit at Monaco Grand Prix 2022. Nice! <laughs> causes a stir. He's a fucker, eh? Well, he turns up every Grand Prix in some bullshit catwalk stuff that... 
Bees. And everyone turns up in their team tracksuit, like wearing their sponsors and their like you know the. He's the Rebecca. He's the Rebecca Judd of Formula One because he can get articles written about him no matter what country he's in, based purely on mm. what he's wearing. And it's only it's yeah. only he and Rebecca Judd who have this fucking. T- look at this fucking poser, mate. Would you? <laughs> Three watches. watches. That's right. Who needs three watches? I get paid. I get three paychecks this way. Yes, I'm using the joke again. Can I um? Can you hit the sorry book for us, Damo? Again. He's been feverishly looking something up to get one back. So let's hear it. No, no, no. This has got nothing to do with what's happening on the show. Like. What's done is done. I want to give a fucking sorry book to Sebastian Vettel. Oh, yes, we, definitely. Who we refer to as the biggest waker in F1 That's for right. about three years on this show because yep. he was teammates with Webbs. He was, a, don't get me wrong, he was Crashed a fucking. Crashed into Webbs, ruined Webbs' championship. Crashed, ruined Webbs' chance, like literally took away our one chance at an Australian F1 championship in our era. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we refer to him as the biggest waker in F1. Seb is a fucking good dude, uh, very good guy. I love him. He's fucking hilarious, too. He's hilarious. He's so fucking good. The fact that we refer to him for literally three years, I feel we need to sorry book it because in the background was always Lewis, who was very media trained early on. We didn't realize how much of a wanker he was because he wasn't fucking over our webs. We we had blinkers on. My apologies. He also wasn't winning all the time either in those first couple of years. He was challenging, but he was, you know, he wasn't the fucking dominant world figure that he became later. But out and out. Yeah. Lewis is now biggest waker in F one. Oh, absolutely. Um, now, don't get me wrong. Max is getting fucking. He, he's gonna. He's gonna challenge him in years to come mm. because Max has already got some very high level wanker uh, mentality yeah. early on because he whinges about everything. And everyone loves Sergio by comparison because he just. Gets oh, on so with how it. fucking good Sergio Perez! Fucking give him a nice Gary. I'll give him a nice Gary, but he'll probably. I think the nice guy finish last thing is kind of rings true in places like Formula One. So he'll probably never win a championship. Uh, But at the same time, Max Verstappen is going to be very close to becoming Lewis Lewis Hamilton in the years to go, but he's not going to rock up in this particular clothing. Mm. He's just fucking, he just whinges about everything, no matter what, even when he's winning. Max Verstappen still whinges. Believe it or not, this man here dressed in this whole. You know, bli- sky blue ensemble here with the matching fucking purse or whatever. <laughs> Looks like he's going to a hen's party. He does, doesn't he? Fucking <laughs> sachet over him. This, this is the guy who tried oh, to yes. sue a watch manufacturer named Hamilton because he said that his name, Lewis Hamilton, like he had a copyright on the name even though the watch manufacturer was like 150 years old, you know, yeah. it's like, even he though they've been around to- longer, he wanted to copyright his own name. So nobody else could make money with the name Hamilton. He's that much of a fucking fruit loop. He was he's a, three watches. He'd move next door to a pub and complain about the noise. Exactly. <laughs> 100%. Oh, so there you have it. Lewis Hamilton. And I have got a satisfaction this year, um, purely because I kind of predicted this. When it was clear that Mercedes were not going to have a fast car this year, I remember saying to you guys, well, it'll be interesting now to see how good Lewis really is because George mm. Russell has more experience with shittier cars than Lewis does. Uh, Lewis, has, Lewis yeah. has been having, you know, a fucking jet just handed to him on a set of rails for the last seven years, right? George <sighs> Russell has been battling it out in mid-pack and he, it's a, you have to drive differently if you're not going for wins. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's a different mentality. George Russell has outscored Lewis, I think, on all but one race. 
he and he's cons- John uh, maybe Russell's every standing. race. George Russell is Lewis right. Hamilton ten years ago though. He's the only um, driver that's finished in the points in every race this season. There you go, Mister Consistency. That's it. Good stat. Fucking good stat, man. B. Well done. No, Thank you. Gary. Yeah, he's and he's third in. He's he f- no, he's fourth in the championship. Fourth in championship, but yeah. still ahead. Where's Lewis? Of, of one of the big ones. Yeah. So or Lewis struggles a bit that. more with these. Lewis struggles a bit more with this car than George does. George looks more comfortable. Lewis struggles with trying to drive a pig. Yep, that's right. That's the thing. Uh, you can you could right, say uh, that Ricardo is in a similar boat. To be fair, oh, Ricardo's struggling this year, man. There's there's talks that he's going to get sacked before the season's already I done. I can see that. Yeah, at the halfway mark, you know, or when is, is it when they have like six, like they have those six <laughs> European races? Testing, yeah. yeah. Yep. So they'll have like that European stint, and that's when they usually bring someone in if they're surely. Gonna, if they're yeah, like get Ricardo bought the McLaren the only race when they've had in a decade. Hmm. Like, I know he struggled this year, and don't get me wrong, he's well behind Lando, but surely you're not going to sack him and just pay him a whole bunch of money. Yeah, well, how um, many years has he got left on it? This is his last year on the contract, isn't no, it? No, he's got another year, doesn't he, I think? I think this is. I think he's up for recontract no, at the end I, no, of this season. I think he signed a three-year contract when he left Renault, and mm, this is season two. I'm not sure. Because he wouldn't have left Renault with, for a two-year deal. He would have definitely gone for three. So he's still got another year on his contract after this. Mm. Yeah, he's got this year next year. Yeah. Right. Well, so, they they might just pay him out and get him they out might of there. If they've got someone, out, which is fucking stupid, because he'll go race for someone else and, and probably kick some ass. But would he though? Would he, just doesn't suit him. Would he? Ne- I don't. I'm not sure he necessarily guarantees another drive anywhere else. I mean, <laughs> if you look at the well, it's, I'm just trying to be like think about it like the way a Formula One team would. You know, he went from Red Bull with a competitive car, mm-hmm. and he's just slowly slipping down the ranks, slipping down the ranks. Now, if you're a you're, if you're a poorer team than McLaren is, then you've got the option of you know bringing in a younger guy who's going to be cheaper. Daniel Ricciardo is going to ask for more money because he's been around longer. He's got he, more he experience. He won't get sacked from McLaren because he's already. But got then the you cash. can, but yeah, but then you can you can go with a veteran. It depends what the team wants. Like if they want a veteran to put aside alongside a younger driver and you know just have a baseline. But then you look at his form this year against Lando Mor- Norris. It doesn't speak. Yeah, very well for him, does it? Well, so well, he I'll, might struggle to get that. another drive if he gets a sack from the from McLaren. I'm not really? sure he's guaranteed. What team would he go to? Yeah, realistically, what? He's what not going to go to Haas because they're at the back. He's not going to go to Williams because yep. they're at the back. Nah. He's not going to go to like Alpha Tauri or Aston Martin, right? Like mm-hmm. well, there are very few. This might be his last chance. <laughs> yeah. He can't go to Aston Martin because cool. Lance Stroll shit can't. <laughs> yeah, the most useless fucking driver I've ever seen in my life, Lance Stroll. He is he fucking useless. Dowry because that's the secondary team for Red Bull, and he's been there, done that. That's, that's right. He was there at twenty ten. That's when does when's Alonso's contract run out at Alpine? That might. No, he's not going to go back to Alpine because that's where he just left. That's right. Yeah, let's. Well, he's too. not going to get a drive at Ferrari. He's not going to get a drive at um, you know, Mercedes. We have so. to go to Alfa, Alfa Romeo. No, uh, but they're not going to get rid of Bottas. They and, might get Zhou. The, the Chinese money yeah. was out. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they'll keep Zhou. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like he's yeah. not going to get drive anywhere else. Like uh, I guess my counter argument to that would be: let's look at Kevin Magnussen, right? Who thought he was out of the sport and he's come back to Haas, but he had an association with that team, and he's actually mm. driving really, really well. So. Yeah. There's always that spot for an experienced driver somewhere on the grid. You, you've but got to think. You're right. You guys are right. Like, there's nothing there available now. And yeah. that's why I don't think McLaren will sack him because who's going to come in and make McLaren better? Like, the next best driver, and <laughs> if it is anyone, you're looking at someone like. Uh, who's Oscar, uh, Oscar Pet- 
Yeah. He, he, he's exactly. the reserve driver for Alpine at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the so, Aussie F2, the F2 winner can, from last year. Yeah, but he's, he's doing testing now. So yeah. at least that way you're looking at it going, look, if Ricardo gets a sack, maybe Pastore gets a drive, which well, is not too bad. And Dylan has got a, a test drive for Alpine in the last two races. Now, the, well, other, so. the other thing to consider here is, right, let, let's say that McLaren gets rid of Ricardo. Ricardo may not want to because he's not going to get a team that's on the same level or better. All right. So the only mm. option, he might get a seat in a lower team. He's going to be what, like 34, 35 at that point? He might be yeah, thinking, so like, yeah, yeah. do I really want to, like, just go out? Like, he, because he signed at McLaren with the expectation that he'd be fighting no, for weird. podiums by this point. Yeah. And it's just not happened. And worse than that, He's he's supposed to be the number one driver in the team, and Norris is no, his understudy. No, no, no. Lando was always going to be the number one driver. No, yeah, but that might have happened over time. It wasn't expected to be like this now. Like it was it expected was. Land- that Ricardo- Lando's always been good. Land- they, they, he signed knowing that Lando and him were going to be. There was no number one driver, mm. and then Lando's now established. He is the number one driver. So, yeah. so. Uh, you know, Ricardo would have expected to be the more experienced one who was, you know, at one point, you know, was in the hunt for championships and stuff a few years ago with Red Bull. So, uh, you know, he would expect to be the, the number one guy and he's getting embarrassed by his teammate, honestly. And it's, you oh, know, Lando's it's just driving good. He's, he's, yeah. Lando's gone, man. I'm a big fan of Lando. Yeah. And if it wasn't making Ricardo look bad, I'd be cheering him even more. But right. Ricardo, 32 years of age. 32. So, so he'll be 33, oh, 34. Oh. Yeah, but I mean, will he want to spend? Will he want to spend his thirty, his you know, his early to mid thirty years driving a backmarker fucking pig in Formula One, or he could get himself a really nice. Yeah, mate, he could get a he could get himself a really nice drive in you know GT three or something and be fighting for championships. He could probably walk into a top car in a lower class and then be nah. fighting for podiums because drivers want to fight for podiums and wins. No, they don't want to no, just he, run he, around at the back. You know, I'll give you a, I'll give you a baseball story because uh, I we eight nine years ago. Let's do a story time. We'll hit okay. that. Yeah, I like stories about pinatas. Uh, there was a, a signing day with Grant Balfour, uh, who's a pitcher who, who played in the MLB, Australian pitcher, and I, he did a signing day at the Blue Sox. And as a member, you got to go in and meet Balf and fucking he'd sign your shit. It was all happy days. Okay. And I asked him, like, oh, do you ever think you'd play, like, back here? And he's like, mate, once, you, once you've pitched at the MLB level, I can't come back here and do this. Like, right. it's not no offense to these guys, but, like, I've pitched against the best of the best. Like, I'm above this level. I can't come back and pitch here. And he goes, I'm not saying to be rude. It's just that's how it is. And I think that's what it would be like for an F1 driver where it's not like he's going to go, oh, you know, my driver like, – if he had maybe a one-year career as an F1 driver, you'd be like, okay, well, you still got to make a career. That guy, he's, he's had a decade in F1. He's he's made his life. It's fine. He can't. He's already raced at the pinnacle. He's not going to go to race in the lower category oh, unless mate, they it's something all he does do. for fun. They, but, you they, know what I mean? but they all do. They like, do it for fun. They not all do. Like, well, Alonso went out. He raced in something else and then came back to Formula One, right? But mm. Weber, after he retired from Formula One, he drove it at GT3 for the next four or five years. Yeah. Um, you know, they go and race, you know, some of them race in Indy cars. Fucking uh, Kubica raced rally cars, didn't he? He did. Well, that's what <laughs> so, you know, like, like they, they do race other things. And I just think that. Roman Grosjean's at the IndyCar series now. There you go. Um, Montoya after went IndyCar, Formula One, then back to IndyCar. Wow. 
Yeah, uh, Jacques Villeneuve well, went to IndyCar, didn't he? After Formula well, One, well, he, he was he was already IndyCar, and then he was. Yeah, he went F1 back and, back and then back. back. So, you know, to wrap it up, I guess what I'm saying is a different breed, I guess. What I'm, I guess what I'm saying is to wrap it up, I'm not sure, one, that Daniel Ricciardo could guarantee a seat in any of the teams, and two, whether he'd want to if he could, if he's leaving McLaren. That's, that's all I'm getting at. He might, he might, he might want to do a couple of years in a V8 supercars, mate, race at Bathurst or something. How good would that be? See, Dan Ricciardo at V8s. Everyone loves him here, and he knows he could probably walk into a drive here. He might want to do it. He's a Perth boy. He might, you know, mm. in the back of his mind go, you know what, I might just have a crack at it. Just one or two years with a team. He'd be signed mm. up tomorrow. Like, he, he he'd could, probably get in the Red Bull. He'd just sign up. He'd buy the team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Nice. Nice. Another team run the team. Another team run the team. It doesn't it. matter. <laughs> but let's not sugarcoat. Like, the, be realistic about his last victory uh, at the Italian Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. That was that race where Hamilton and, and um, Verstappen crashed. Yep. Yeah. Um, but that was the spring race where he, he was still second, I think, off memory. So he, he had the pace. It wasn't like he, he lucked. He got into, third, yeah. He, he got a bit of luck. But at the same time, it wasn't like – Hey, rainy day. I'm a backmarker. Like it wasn't a Pierre Gasly kind of win. Mm. It was, hey, we had legit pace in dry and in the sprint race, and look, we had a bit of luck out go away because there's one dominant team up ahead. But after that dominant team, we we were right there, yeah. and, and I agree. There, yeah, there no wins there, lucky. No win is lucky because you still had to be good up until the last lap anyway. Yeah. 100%. Like that Monaco race, like so happy for Sergio Perez. Like, yeah. can we just talk about that for a second? Sure. Fuck me. Monaco is the still the dumbest race in history. Mm. In, no, I don't care what track you're talking in the, in the world of motorsport. There's nothing dumber than Monaco where no, <laughs> no one can overtake anyone. There was the Fernando Alonso shit was funny as just for the simple fact that Lewis Hamilton was five seconds a lap quicker and could not overtake the fucker. Just <laughs> held him up, held him up, held him up. That backed up the entire field to the point where the leaders were able to catch them after a safety car halfway through the race. And it was like, well, no one's getting past anyone, so let's just join the procession. It basically became a, a, like a trolley cart. It was ridiculous. Um how how this is still a race is beyond me. Like I don't know it's cash, but fuck me, they've got to find a way to make that race more interesting, other than pit stops and potentially a safety car and a crash because the procession is, is just become a bit of a farce. Really. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Greeno, because BE sent this through to us the other day. Let's have a look at this. This is at Monaco. What an amazing sight. This is my. There we go. This is race. this is BE. He's a fixer, BE. The Sectrington Cup, named after one of. <laughs> Now they're little pedal cars, aren't they? So you're actually pedaling with your little feet there to get. You can see their feet going underneath the car there, Greener. So we, you reckon we put these cars, we put these cars at Monaco instead of the Formula One? Yeah, I think so. Now, now stick with this footage for, for a second because this is what's going to happen. Like the guy, the little kid here, is it Willoughby in the? Willoughby. He's looking good. He's the guy. This is what Monaco was last weekend. And you watch the end result. This is why I think this is the solution. Okay. He's 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 blocking everything. He's he's looking over his shoulder. He knows what's coming. (laughs) He's like guys. He's like the kid in the yellow has got he's got too much momentum. Oh look at this! He's got around him. Get over. So old, old professor here in the orange on the outside on the left here with his crash him. Ivy hat and his spectacles. 
He's like, I've got this guy. <laughs> and you watch this. This is this is Monaco. This is like, nah, I'll block Fantastic you this side. I'll block stuff. you that side. Look at nice, that. Nice, But yeah, he's like, nah, there you're you fucked down, mate. Nice, Gary. Go, That's how good I am. Nice, Gary, to the number 62 nice, there. Nice, Gary. Basically acting like a, you know, a little, a little... Uh, Max Verstappen there, just fucking zigging and zagging and making sure that nobody can get past. Well done. Yeah. He didn't drive into anyone, though, so he's on a Max. That's right. Um, or a Takuma yeah. Sato. Yeah. But, the, I mean, is it 1929 was the first race at Monaco? Mm. And that's when cars were quite smaller, thinner, um, overtaking was easier. Mm. Now these, these cars are like five metres wide and the track's only... Eight minutes wide. Right. It just doesn't work. No, it's terrible. Uh, we've got uh, Daryl in the chat. It says Bathurst is one of my favorite tracks. Fucking knows, Daryl. Daryl's all the way imagine, in, in Glasgow, by the way. So. Go. Imagine, imagine the F1 cars in Bathurst. They, they've done it before. The they had, um, have you been to Bathurst? Have you been to the track? I, I haven't. No, it's it's. The TV does not show how steep that place is. Mm. That is a very, very steep mountain. Oh, you can see it. I'm like, no, no, no car other than the V8 is getting over that uh, chase. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, I went there the um, the year that um, well, the year Brocky died. The next race after he passed away. Yeah, and it was Lounge absolute one? fucking mayhem. Yeah, it was um, Lounge right, yeah. uh, in, in a Ford. It was yeah. Yep, and. Um, we um we were at the campground at the bottom of the at the end of the pit straight, and we had to go down and get a seat trackside at eleven p uh eleven p.m. the night before because the main straight was already full of people ready Jesus for the race the next Christ. day. Christ, that's nuts! It was massive, mate. They, we had riot police turn up because someone blew up the toilet block. The fire brigade <laughs> turned up because someone started it's a fire. Australia. Australia. There were kids running around with backpacks selling fireworks. It's just another fucking planet, I swear. <laughs> the best the best story I've heard from someone at Bathurst was they told me, so I'll, I'll do a story. Tomorrow. I like stories about pinatas. It's not my story, but it's one I was told by someone who goes to Bathurst. So they would be up on the mountain where all the crazy people mm. are who camp. Yep. And uh, what was happening every single Bathurst is these they would cut down a power pole, like a wooden power pole up there, <laughs> and then use mm. it for firewood. So yep. they came back yep. the next year and the local council had replaced the wooden because they keep re- cutting it down and re- they'd replace it with another power <laughs> pole and then they'd cut it down again and replace it. So the council obviously got the shits with replacing this power pole constantly and they put a metal one up instead. And wouldn't you mm. know it, somebody bought with them an oxy torch <laughs> <laughs> and cut the fucking yeah. metal power pole down as well. Nice, <laughs> So we, Just to fuck them. we we also went there. Um, it was the first year that um, you could only take one carton of beer oh, per person per, per day. day. Yeah. So we turned up the week before, and everyone did the same thing. It was like a gentleman's agreement that no one touched each other's campsite. Absolutely. We all went there and, and dug holes and buried the beer, and then covered it back up. So when we went back to the um, pitch our tents. Yeah, we already had beer under the ground. There <laughs> was guys next to us who had kegs under the ground. It was fucking. <laughs> we talked about it. On nice, the, I was literally fucking. This is a very serious. I was literally googling it as we spoke before you mentioned that beer because I was like, "There's a fucking good stat about that." Um, yeah. This is something like we talked about the show before. Now let's put that into context. The rule was, because uh, like, there's too many piss cunts and batters, that you could only bring per person one case per day. Now, to put it's that in context for American listeners, 
That means you can only drink 24 beers per person per day. Which is fucking outrageous. That's a lot of fucking beer, right? No, no, not enough. (laughs) Not enough. That's my point. But let's say you've got a mate who only wants a couple. And so you, you can use his, you know, remaining 20. That's true, yeah. But every person can bring a slab in. And there was outrage. Like you pointed out, people were burying fucking beer in, in, yep. in the field because they could not they – they put a ban of only 24 beers per person per day. Now, I don't know what the American drink drinking relationship is like, but think about how many times you've drunk 24 beers per day over the span of four days because you might be able to do it for day one. We're like, hey, man, it's fucking party. We're at Bass. This is a good time. Let's compare it to the Indy 500. Fucking big day. Fucking 24 beers. But then the next day, you've got to back it up with another 24 and the day after and the day after and the day after. When I was a younger man, I reckon I could have done it. But these days now, I reckon I could probably, if I really pushed it, do the two days. But the third one would be probably one break would be, me. It would be, yeah, a, probably be a battle. Me. Like 24 beers is a lot of beer. Yeah. Like you need to mix it up. By, the third, day, it, by the third day, it would start to taste like shit. You know what I mean? Because it'd just be like, oh, it's too much. It's too much. And and once again, that's only during the time you were in the ground. That doesn't. Yeah, that right. doesn't. That's only between like race start and race finish. Not between. No, that's not the night. So that's only twenty four beers per day <laughs> over the course of five days inside track hours. Oh no, it's all day and night because you're there all day and night. Yeah, yeah. yeah but but yeah. you can still like. There's no racing going on after fucking eight pm. Oh, no, so do. you're saying you can have three or four cartons after 8 p.m., but you can I'm only have one you, during the You fuck the off out of the track, you go back to the pub yeah. and just, oh, your hotel or your campsite and smash down as much as you want. That's my I point. think the, the Thursday that we were there, we went to bed when the sun was coming up and then we woke up for afternoon qualifying at like 3 p.m. and started there again. Yeah. That's the point. Like, you know what? Fucking, that's a lot of beer to drink, but it was outrage. You're right. Like, it's, it's chaos. Australia. They should have cut down a power pole. Fuck them. <laughs> nice, Gary. We had people like where our campsite was along the main entrance road before the entry gate. And we had like people had brought too much and they're like, hey, can we throw this over the fence and come through and grab it? So we, yeah, we were like a, you know, the, the Mexican border, like throwing <laughs> bottles of spirits and wine and boxes of beer over the fence to our campsites. And everyone that was along there, not just us. And then they'd go through with their one. Get into the campground, then come back up to our camp spot, and you know would hand it back over again. <laughs> I like that everyone's on the same page though. Holding forward, it doesn't matter. We're all in this Team together. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well done. Nice, Gary. To nice, now, Gary. nice, Gary. To all the pissheads and yobbos up at Bathurst every year, Greedo, making it a family-friendly <laughs> atmosphere and smuggling each other's grog in. Well done. Hundred percent. Ah, we're getting story times before we go, kids. Uh, no, I've got no story time. You got a story time, Brattles? Um, no, I'm pretty good. Pretty I've, good. Um, hopefully, you get some good news tomorrow. I'm off back off to the heart doctor to get me results. So, oh yeah, good yeah. luck, mate. Hopefully, yeah, eight thirty tomorrow. I'll be back in the hospital, and um, hopefully, some good news, mate. Yeah, Beautiful. and then straight back to fucking work, you lazy prick. We <laughs> like uh, Saturday afternoon footy back on the piss, uh, back on the fucking cans. <laughs> Pick me up a pack of Winnie Blues, love. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Tickets fine. Let's go. Let's kill it. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us tonight, tonight Beer. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Pleasure. All right. We'll catch you guys next week. Oh, actually, no, we're off next week. I've decided. Are we off next week? Are we? 
We are, yeah. Well, I've got something to do, so. Oh, okay. Sweet. We're off next week. Unless B wants to fill in for me. Uh, it just means you've got to write the rundown, B. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. That's a no. We'll be back in two weeks. Then. <laughs> two I know weeks. what I'm doing tomorrow, let alone next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. See you guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but I? Somebody will sit down and tell you the truth.